Blog Talk Radio. Talk about a variety of stuff, like I said, on that card. 
Taylor Cameron rematch was a great fight. Taylor comes through. She surprised me. I was wrong about that one. Will the trilogy be next, or will they give break of it and then go back maybe next summer? Who knows? But a great performance. Really fun fight. And, of course, we'll preview a schedule which is fairly light beyond the return of King Ryan Garcia. Faces a guy who could punch. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, there's a, other stuff we'll talk about. There's fight news. Teofimo is, uh, I guess he's got an exhibition coming. Um, he fully admitted that he turned down a fight with Ryan Garcia. We'll play a little audio from that. Should he have done it? Should he have not? It is what it is. Uh, speaking of Ryan Garcia, Trouble in Paradise, which we know, you know, they're already in the, some sort of litigation, <laughs> so um, some sort of issue, so it's not Paradise, but Golden Boy and him have had issues here recently in the last couple of years, really, a uh, very up and down relationship, as we know, um, but some of these quotes were just like, huh, interesting, <laughs> you know, it, it, it Especially like leading in the fight week. Very interesting. Let's just, uh, I'll just put it that way, okay? Like I said, does he have uh, an overly dangerous opponent coming up? No. I mean, I guess you could say dangerous because the guy's got some punching power. But uh, as far as pedigree, you know, I'm not going to say tailor made, but there is an old saying, don't hook with a hooker. And, uh, that might be the case here because we know that um, Ryan Garcia's got a nasty left hook. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to start in the ring. Like I said, some other news. We did get some positive news for that separate fights A.J. Wilder pay-per-view, which is a good thing. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk about it in just a second. If this is your first time listening to the Rope Dope Radio Podcast. Welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Rope Dope Radio. However, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and Rope It Open and download the show directly there. You can find the Rope Dope Radio Podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Player FM. Download the podcast app. Tail kind of all over the place. Just Google Rope Dope Radio Podcast. It'll pop up while you're at it. Why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com, Eastside Boxing and Sports News 24, Phil Boxing 2, forgot that. College football rivalry week was crazy. Championship week is, is right here. Talking about direct TV stream. By the way, coming off the Thanksgiving tournaments, college basketball is back. Catch the action with our best deal of 2023 and save $64.99. There's big value for big fans, talking sports fans. Get the entertainment package and direct TV sports pack for only $84.99 a month plus taxes and fees. You can also lock in for 24 months at a price. Either way, choose the direct TV streaming package that's right for you starting at $69.99. Okay, so, like I said, really interesting card. Um, 
you know, some of the fights may turn, you know, may have not turned out how you thought it would. Some of the fights went away. There was a lot of fights on this card just in general, reading it, you know, on box rec, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. This is like a pre-pandemic type card. Remember when they're getting up to like 14 and 16 uh, before that? Um, so, yeah. Anyway, like I said, we want to start in the ring. And uh, I was really impressed with Benavides. Now, not taking anything away from what Andre did um, in the early goings, um, you know, I thought he, I thought, you know, his left uh, and right, both hands to the body, um, multiple times. I thought that was really good, especially in round one. Um, you know, a few lands to the head with the right hand, some jabs. Um, from Benavidez, um, you know, he, he kind of, there was a point where he kind of got knocked off balance and it looked like it was a harder shot going back. Like I did, it did look more off balance from an Andre shot, but I gave Andre round one and round two, his little quick combinations to the head and body. He was jabbing to the head and body. He, um, <clears throat> Had a couple looping shots. He landed. And then he was kind of pot-shotting with the left hand, too, to close that second round. Mostly jabs from Benavides, still kind of figuring him out. And even in the third round, Andre got off to a good start. And then he was starting to – actually, and he was even smothering Benavides on the ropes where I thought, uh, I don't know if I'd do all that. Um but he was showing good lateral movement and whatnot. But I thought Benavidez, the last minute, probably stole the round with several solid shots that looked like, you know. Now, don't get me wrong. Andre, I even put in my notes, he did have a little quick combo to close, too. So that would have been a round where it was close. I thought Benavidez landed the better shot. Maybe Andre getting that good start and closing with a shot did it for you. But either way, um, that was it as far as Andre winning the round. Um, Benavides really started to get that jab, one or two of them, and uh, started landing heavy with the right hand just in general. His power power punches started really, or jab, started really landing heavy, and you saw like a less active, less active Andre. and just started to either wear down and be like, holy cow, that, that's a tough shot. You know, whatever it was, um, you know, it was, it, was, it was putting in work. And, he, you know, he stepped up the body work as well. And then a big right hand um, after a combination late in the fourth round knocked Andre down. And as you know, I thought this thing was going to decision. So right then and there, I thought, oh, boy. This is uh, this isn't looking good. This isn't looking good. Benavides comes out still contained with his jab, throwing more hooks. <clears throat> Excuse me, had a huge left hook, big right hand to follow. Also some uppercuts in there. Really started to take over. Um, you know the ref actually warned uh, Andre um, to throw back in the sixth round. He was like, hey, dude, 
you know, we need some more audio. Uh, to his credit, he did throw back some, but it just wasn't looking good. Uh, you know, he you saw Benavides just walking him down, jabbing, going to the body. few nice uppercuts in the last minute of the sixth round. Andre was swinging, you know, um, but that was it. The corner stopped it. Now, Andre said, stop it. Demetrius said, stop it. You can hear. And uh, if a guy quits on the stool or the ref or the corner, whatever, it is what it is. It is what it is. And, um, you know, it's a tough, you know, it's a tough thing in this sport because we talk about warriors and tough guys and don't get in the sport, you know, if you can't handle it and, and all that, I do think people go overboard a little bit on that because they're not in the ring taking punches. But, hey, these guys are. <laughs> these, these, these folks are, female or male, right? They're, they, they signed up for this. So you are going to get criticism. Um, and when you talk some shit, guess what? You're going to get some more criticism. So the corner stopped it. We'll just call it like that. But out of his mouth, he said, stop it. It is what it is. 117 to 68, he really started punching away. Benavidez, 35% power shots, 102 to 49. But through six rounds, 117, 336 to 259, 35% clip. Um, the undercard, uh, or sorry, <laughs> the undercard, the card, both card, all three cards, 57, 56, 59, 54, and 58, 55. Um, so, you know, I really liked what I saw out of Benavides once again. Um, you know, it's like, once again, he's not necessarily the biggest puncher, but it seems like most of what he lands either lands crisp with a hand speed or just heavy, you know, adding up the points and adding up the power punches. And it, and it just it just starts to tear guys out and, like I said, he's much more accurate than you think, than a lot of people think. Um, you know, sometimes he'll shell up too much. He did that against Plant sometimes early in the fight, but he keeps coming forward. And they say he's slow-fitted, but he can cut off the ring. I mean, the guy is very undervalued for his skill set, considering he is coming to get you out of there. He is coming for entertainment. But he's going to do it in a measured, with a lot of pressure and a lot, a lot of volume, but it's still going to be with fundamentals. I think that's the key. And that's what makes him dangerous to anybody. That This is one of the most dangerous fights to lose uh, for Canelo. You know, it just is. It's right up there with the Triple G fight for me. Um, it's not like uh, Triple G fought a bunch of killers either. Um, he had a tight fight with Jacobs, which probably warranted a rematch. Um, you know, as far as tight fights the whole way and sneaking something out, that hasn't happened in quite a while for Benavidez, not to take any way, you know, anything away from plant, but it did happen and he had to rematch the guy, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, the guy has just gotten better and better and better. And 
I think I tweeted this. You know, it's a it's a combination. It's a mix. It's a perfect blend of talent and destruction. Guy is destructive. His punches add up. They're heavy. They're accurate. They're quick. It's fundamentals. The fundamentals are there. They really are. And the body type don't look right per se for a boxer. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. So great performance by David Benavides. I thought Andre for a good, you know, chunk of the fight until he got knocked down, until he got hurt, was fighting pretty good. Um, but like I said, once you start talking all that jazz, like the old saying, um, well, it actually goes way back, but, you know, there's that sample talking all that jazz or that hook in hip-hop in the 90s. I mean, you're going to get some shit. You're going to get some shit. And I do think now people are devaluing, you know, Andre um, and say, oh, he was never shit, and this, that, and the third, and, and a lot of Canelo fanboys and especially Golovkin fanboys, oh, we, we this is what would have happened, too. You don't get wins. Guess what? When uh, when Pacquiao got knocked out uh, by Marquez, Floyd didn't knock him out. That wasn't Floyd. That was Marquez. Because we saw a lot of that that night, too. So, um, really high-level stuff coming from Benavidez. Like I said, the guy is the truth. And um, I don't know, man. He, he, like I said, he is a handful. He is 100% a handful and the guy is the real deal, and it's, you know, it's, you know, it's there. It's really, really there. Like, it, this is a good fight that will do really good numbers. I've seen some people kind of overdoing it with the numbers. I don't, you know, necessarily think that, um, because some people are just going way over the top with it. Um, but it's, a, it's, it's one of the biggest fights. That can be made. That's just the bottom line, man. And, um, yeah, I, I really liked what I saw out of uh, really both guys for a while. Um, but, man, that uh, whew, that, that was good. That, I was very impressed. And, and, like I said, I'll admit when I'm wrong all the time, right? And, and I did think that um, I was going to go to the distance. I really did. I, I, I thought it was going the distance for sure. I mean, of course, you know, you can always say, oh, um, any, any, you know, anytime a guy with just that much volume too, you know what I mean? Um, and I, I don't know, man, I'm getting a lot of, oh, wow. Okay. Um, I, you know, you bring up Canelo or Golovkin. Um, and you say some honest stuff about it, whew, boy, it's just like automatic attack mode, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to circle my opponent. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really hope it's next. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, there's really no point in it not being next. We know what sometime in March, I think it is that, you know, the WBC has said, we're, you know, we, we got something here, we, you know, basically like, hey, you got you, you got a Mando and, and, you know, it's time for the Mando. And I'm not the type to be like, oh, he's ducking left and right. He's going to he's not going to fight him. I think he'll fight him. 
I actually do think he'll fight him. A lot of people don't think he will. Now, is it going to be just 2024? Like, not next? Eh, you know, that that's a fair that's a fair question. You know, I will say that. I don't know if it's going to be next. I'll say that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can't really ask for much more. Um, you know, if he doesn't get a fight with them and he has to wait till September, I'd assume it'll be either David Morrell or, you know, uh, Shishkin or, or I guess you could say Charlo. But speaking of, um, Charlo Jose Benavides Jr. Um, now Charlo came in overweight. He admitted he messed up. I always hate the non-effort of trying to make the weight, which was a complete non-effort because he, you know, obviously he didn't even try because he came in heavy. You're not going to gain. It's one thing to uh, not lose anything like your body's just done, which I do know a thing or two about that because I did wrestle, but sometimes you just get to a place where your body can't lose any more weight. But, um, Ultimately, very unprofessional. He admitted it, um, you know, after the fight at the presser. And he was clearly thinking strategy of like, well, you know, I fucked up on my weight. Do I want to drain myself more? Obviously, the answer was no. You know, the answer was no. So, um, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. And... As far as, you know, him being out for so, so long, you know, what was it, like two and a half years or so? I don't know. I think it was – I think he fought in the summer of 2021, if I remember correctly. I believe that's right. Either way, long-ass time. Um, after the fight, he, he sounded – I don't know. I got to admit, it didn't sound great in the interview, but once he got to the post-presser, he definitely sounded a little bit more. He's a lot more calmer now. He's a lot more laid back. Uh, Even, I mean, Jose Benavides definitely tried to test him a bunch of times, Um, and he kept his cool pretty much all week. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, could you maybe give a round? of Benavides in there somewhere, maybe the fifth round, maybe what I think people said the third round, sure, but that was about it. Charlo came out with a jab, and, his, and I'd say the last uh, 20, 30 seconds landed a, a nice counter right hand to the head, landed hard combinations right away. Benavides, um, you know, in some of these early rounds, had his jab going, landed a nice right hand. Um, Early in the round, you know, kind of arm punchy, but he was kind of getting his flurry on. Um, but I thought the jab, the left hook, throwing a right hand there, there was a nasty uppercut in that second round. He even went to the body for Charlo, so I gave him the second round. Third round, um, Benavides had success, you know. Was it a lot? No. Um but there was pockets of success where I believe I could I could understand if someone gave him that round. I believe that was a, a popular round to give him, if I remember correctly. I thought Charlo landed the better shots. 
But, you know, it is what it is. Um, but the Chris flashy combos, more, you know, really nice uppercuts. The fifth round was a fun round, though. I mean, midway and late, you know, definitely a fun round. And, and I thought that when he had Charlo on the ropes, Benavidez, Jose was doing some some pretty good work in there. Um, and so I gave him that round. Another back and forth sixth round. Um, the winging right hands to the head and body. Left hands, you know. And Benavidez kept firing back. Dude's got a chin. Even Crawford, who's got a ton of power, it took him to the last round, right? Wasn't it the 12th round? Um, but to me, you know, a couple more really good uppercuts, letting off his one-twos, combo punching. You could kind of see he fell into a rhythm, and he even said this at the end of, you know, um, basically, I'm here. Dude's taking the shots, uh, you know. Maybe I'll just get these rounds in. So, um, and ultimately, you know, knocking him out, if he would have knocked him out in the third round, people would have been like, oh, dude, it's a bullshit co-feature all of a sudden. And I, this is the one fight that I really wasn't anticipating. Now, I had interest in it. One, it's on the card, right? But obviously, the dude's been out a long time, and there's plenty of, you know, live, him going live on social media or just interviews where you thought he is trouble. He's been pretty open about his troubles um, as far as having them. Not necessarily he's got to tell everybody a detail, but we know he's had some family issues. Um, whether he's had a substance issue or not, I don't know for a fact. He definitely, you know, has gone on live when he's drunk, that's for sure. We've all been, well, not all of us, but most of us have been drunk. Was he overdoing it? I, I don't really know all the scenarios. You know what I mean? I just know there's a lot of family issues. He's having issues. So, like I said, after the fight, I did think that he sounded a little bit more like, all right, dude, I'm past that. You know what I mean? Um, He did buzz him fairly late in the eighth round. Um, or, or maybe the ninth round, actually. Ninth and tenth, I think. Um, you know, Benavidez, like I said, took shot after shot with throwback. But it was just too much, you know, just too much. I loved the way Charlo mixed up his punches. And like I said, considering, you know, he's been out of the damn ring so long, he looked pretty good to me. Looked pretty good to me. I mean, yeah, it's been since. June 19, 2021, in an off performance, by the way, in an off performance uh, in that fight. Wasn't his best fight. So, you know, was it uh, Derevchenko, you know, 2020, uh, Charlo? No. But did you really think it was going to be? You know what I mean? Can he get back to that 2020 form? Potentially. Potentially. Um but for him, beyond all the weight bullshit, he looked pretty good, man. Um, 243, Benavidez only landed 86 punches. Landed 243 in like 116 jabs or something like that. 47 to 16 to the body in 10 rounds. He looked pretty good. He looked pretty good considering what was in front of him. You have to do that. So that's why I'm saying 
let's not go right to Benavidez. I, I, I don't – I mean, if the fight happens, it happens. But I think there's two fights for Charlo. That's Caleb Plant, because they already can sell that fight somewhat anyway, because of, you know, <laughs> because of what happened. And they've been John back and forth for a while. And it's a good fight. It's a good style fight. And then we can really see, okay, where is he? Especially against a boxer who's going to be a little bit more skilled. Or not a little bit more, you know, much more skilled than Benavidez. But um, in those first six rounds, usually Plant has a fair amount of success. Even against Canelo and Benavidez, he had some success. So I think that's a great fight at 68. I don't really want to, I mean, I don't think they'd put him in with Morrell. It just wouldn't really make sense. Great for David, you know, but I don't think that really makes sense at this time. And then if he stays at 160, Adamus, Charlo, that's, if he can make 160 and it just was so long that he's been out of the ring, then I think he should take on Adamus. Would would there be a bigger paycheck against Plant? Yeah, I mean it's not like he's going to get ten million guarantee. It's not Canelo money, but yeah, there's probably a bigger paycheck. Um, but one of those two, Plant or Adamus. You know what I what I like to see him at middleweight. There's a couple fights for him down there. One being Adamus because he's the Mando. Yeah, I'd like to see that actually. Uh, if he can make one sixty, why not? Um, but I think Plant is probably where you want to go. I think that makes the most sense. And, hey, you know, he drops his belt. Oh, well. You know what I mean? Not the end of the world. And, you know, by March, I can't remember the exact date, but be room for a mandatory at that weight division that Benavides has the, uh, you know, the, 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 the secondary, you know. But they basically called it last year, and a lot of times WBC will do this, especially, you know, with Canelo. Um, They'll just say, you know, he's got a year. He's got a year or whatever. So time's up. The fight has to happen in 2024 one way or another. But, yes, my two opponents that I think would be perfect would be Adamus in plant. Now, we'll talk about the undercard in a short little bit. Matias did his thing again. This dude, I don't know how long it's going to last. Um, been early in fights, but boy, does he deliver it. Speaking of destruction, that dude is just, uh, just a blast to watch, dude. The guy is just, you know, in the, in the nicest term possible, a fucking animal. You know what I mean? He's just he's just one of those guys where you're like, yeah, dude's got a screw loose. I don't know. You can beat him up for a couple rounds. He's just going to keep coming. It's going to take, you know, a high-level guy to beat him. And I know he's been beat. There were some circumstances there that I think are legit. Like we always say, there's reasons. There's excuses. A lot of times it's excuses. A lot of times it's in between. I would, you know, there's some reasons that there's a reason there where he wouldn't be, you know, 100% mentally in that fight. And hey, he took an L. 
Uh, it is time to get him on the East Coast. I'll say that. He took an L on a, on a big-ass card. It didn't look good. It was kind of like, hey, check this dude out. And he put up a, a bad performance. They've built them back now. I do believe that either on – I mean, I doubt they get him back that quick, but that Garcia-Lara fight, if that was at the Barclays or something – that would be a perfect co-feature for him. But, you know, I don't know. That might be in Vegas. I don't know. I really don't know. But either way, we'll get into that and much more. we got to get to that Cameron Taylor fight, which was a very spirited fight again. Taylor, man, she is a phenom, man. And nothing away, you know, taking nothing away from Cameron. Cause she did her thing too. But, she, you know, uh, Taylor made these slight adjustments. Got the better punches off. Um, hung in there. Landed the shorter punch, too, the cleaner punch, but also the circling, the pivoting. We'll get to that. I said we're going to get to it. I start breaking it down. Shut up, Chris. Let's go ahead and bring in John to the frame. What's going on, John? How are you doing on this Tuesday night, my friend? Chris, how's, doing well. How's, uh, how's it going tonight? Not bad, not bad. I mean, I'm still kind of struggling from, uh, you know, losing a game uh, when our defense, uh, the Vikings defense, you know, didn't give up a touchdown. It's the first year in 30 years since the Bears won a game without scoring a touchdown. But other than that, I'm okay. You know what I mean? I'm doing okay. Yeah, you're you're just the, you're not even 24 hours removed from the Vikings losing to the Bears, so. My condol my condolences at home. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Justin Jefferson should rethink coming back from that uh, hamstring after the bye. Yeah, it's, uh, I am glad that he didn't come back. You know, because we know hamstrings and wide receivers. That's a that's a right. tough one. But yeah, he he was really close, and we had had enough success where it's like just wait because now you got to buy two weeks. You'll be back. Everything will be fine. But yeah, that was a. That was a rough one. Um, let's start with the Benavides andre main event, and we'll work our way through the card, and we'll get to some other stuff, of course. We'll talk a little Ryan Garcia, who returns. We also now have a pay-per-view price for the uh, separate fight A.J. Wilder card. Um, we got some stuff to talk about, no doubt about it. Um, but let's start with the headliner. Benavides andre Andre came out. Won some rounds, and then Benavides took over the fight. Yeah, Benavides. The one thing we thought he might not do, and it almost seemed to be consensus, but that he did do was he was able to um, finish off Andrade and, and handle him easier than Plant, which is the one part of the fight nobody really seemed to expect. Everybody seemed to correctly think Benavides was going to win but he ended it by early stoppage that was a surprise one thing you know we we broke down the fight we talked about it others that did and and even even myself and and I'm somebody that usually goes to this very early and uh you know thinks that people can underrate it especially when you're getting in weight classes you know below heavyweight um you know we probably didn't talk enough about Andrade's age before the fight. I mean, nine-year age advantage for Benavides, you know, at 168 pounds. That's significant. I think we were probably fooled 
by the fact that, you know, Benavides was, excuse me, uh, Andre was still undefeated and that he'd been waiting for that big fight. And, you know, if, as you said, when we were talking about it a little bit back, Chris, you know, and, and I had said that before about Andre, I, you know, I, I did feel like he arguably was one of those kind of boogeyman guys that a lot of people didn't want to fight, but he, he did way going way back to the HBO days. It was absolutely clear. You know, he had pulled out of a fight with Jermel Charlo that was set, you know, that would have been a, a good significant fight at the time. So, you know, so, some of it was on him, but as you mentioned correctly as well, you know, he did have the, when he was with Hearn and Hearn got him the Billy Joe Saunders fight that was set and Saunders tested positive for PEDs. Certainly can't fault Andrade from that, for that, but that's getting back into all the history and then, you know, who Andrade was able to get in the ring was not exactly a murderer's row of great opponents. And when you considered his age now at 35, probably look, should have looked at that even more. That Because, you know, Plant's younger than him uh, by a decent bit, uh, you know, in, in his early 30s. Uh, you know, because we're looking at it, Andrade hadn't been punished or anything. But still, 35, 35, uh, you know, one he's fighting at 168. You know, he broke in as a name at 154. Just saying that even though I didn't really see hardly anybody picking Andrade before the fight, but we probably should have even given him less of a chance really because of the age uh, and the, the increase in weight. You know, some people did talk about the weight, but there, I think there should have been more focus on age. You know, he, he was trying and everything just, too much volume. We did expect that Benavides was able to do the type of thing he, he did against Plant, but he was able to do it early, and you know get Andrade on the canvas early. And so in Andrade's case, he ended up not being able to even last the full twelve. So big performance by Benavides. You know he, he's for real. I don't I don't have any doubts in his ability or what he can do. But we might want to remember just just a little bit about the political maneuvering, which is all about boxing with all promotions and all fighters nowadays. Like I've said, with really, no matter how people try to make it out, I mean, the, the, the alphabet belts, they, they just they just don't mean enough. Uh, so they're, they're not contrary to people's, what they want to believe. I mean, they're, they're really not going to draw guys into fights that they don't want to take uh, most of the time. So what I'm getting at is, I think that's, you know, the, the Morel fight disappeared because Benavides doesn't want to fight Morel because it's too risky with what he might have on the horizon. Uh, you know, he's looking at Andrade at age 35, moving up in weight, thinking, no, that's, that's a much better assignment, and it worked out that way. Uh, and it's, it's similar to the fact that, you know, as we're, we're getting to, and, you know, you prefaced, is Benavides now going to fight Canelo? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, Canelo's with PBC now for a three-fight deal, had one, but it's kind of like that thing. That's why I brought up the Benavides with Morel because Benavides for Canelo's probably been somewhat like that already. You know, Canelo's always taking on his toughest challenges to his credit, so he's a guy I'm not going to count out from doing it. I'm, I'm not saying he might not do it, but you know, he's going to be thinking long and hard about that one because, you know, it's going to start applying to him. I, one thing I disagree with some takes about in-the-ring type stuff I was already seeing this week is, 
Look, I, I've been as big a Canelo believer and fan as anybody throughout his career from the very early days all the way through, without a doubt. But even I'm going to say, look, you have to look at the realities of time and what goes on. I mean, Benavidez is only 26. He's, he's got really good size, plus the skills and power for this weight and, and, and good solid hand speed. You know, I, I didn't agree with some takes I was already seeing this week. I mean, things change. To think that now Canelo, well, he, he's going to be a much different package for Benavidez. Sure, is he going to be you know, much better than Plant and Andrade, even though the styles are different? Yes, he is. But to think all of a sudden, even though Canelo just came off shutting, off Jermel, shutting out Jermel Charles, still to think he's going to all of a sudden uh, – you know, be that much of a different package for this Benavidez that Benavidez isn't going to be able to handle. I don't know. You know, time, like like they say, you know, time catches up with, with everyone. And Canelo's volume's low. I mean, you know, it, it was more barely. Well, really, not barely. I mean, he clearly won the fight. But, yeah, he wasn't, I, I think, just going off the top of my head, his punch stats against Jermel Charlo, though, weren't even, you know, Significantly different, even though he clearly won the fight. You know, very with, true. With better, very true. With, with better punching. Just saying, he's and not he's much is coming like back. Said, you know, right, right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm a, I'm a big Canelo believer, but he has more and more. And you and I have talked about it, Chris. He's more and more fought into that. You know, falling into that low volume style, and the combinations aren't there like they were. So. We know Benavidez will throw combinations. We know he'll throw volume, size, youth. He's got good speed. I mean, Canelo's got good speed. I think his hand speed's always been underrated. But it's, it's going to be tough. You know, that'll be a tough one for Canelo. But even more in hindsight, you know, Benavidez didn't – excuse me, Andre didn't have that much to much to bring in. And we probably probably should have looked at the age even more. That Probably more should have been made of that. So – I actually do think it'll be tough for Andre too, even though this is the first fight he's taken a lot of punishment. He's he's thirty five, hundred and sixty eight pounds, uh tough spot for him. It probably probably gonna be difficult for him from here on out. You know, this was his big fight. Hopefully he got paid well, but uh, it's gonna be on the downslide for him here and you know, Benavides is probably about peaking. Same reservation I've had. I'll just in conclusion on that. I mean, didn't show at all in this case. He seems to, oddly enough, he seems to be making that 168 even easier and easier, at least on the surface. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But I'll just say the same thing. It seems to me that he's a guy uh, with his weight history, going back to when he was a kid, that that that's going to catch up to him soon. Uh, It hasn't, hasn't yet, but so, you know, I, if Canelo does fight him, I mean, one of these days, I think that might catch up to Benavides. But but if it doesn't, uh, it, it's going to be a – if Canelo takes on the challenge, which he's always ended up taking on the challenges, this might be a, a bridge too far at, at this stage of his career. I, I could see that coming if he does take this one. I think it – I don't know who yet, but it might be like you and I had talked, Chris, that – they 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 might just get Canelo somebody else for the second fight of the deal, and you know you can go into the the uh, you know the co-feature so to speak. Might as well Jamal Charlo fighting, you know, picking up a win. Uh, 
you know, I mean, he's been off for two years. He, he, he could use the big fight at this point. I might disagree with you a little bit there. Um, a Caleb plant would be ideal. And I agree with you, they could sell it. So PBC could go there. But if, uh, if Canelo wants somebody else next instead of Benavides and he wants to wrap this deal up with Benavides, Jermel Charlo might be the guy, but like you, you and I said a couple of months ago, Jermel Charlo, but like you and I said a couple of months ago, after the Jermel Charlo fight, can can that be sold? And and that's a good question. Maybe not. Maybe it can't be sold. <laughs> so you, you might then have to think, okay, who who else who else might Cadello get for this assignment in May if he doesn't want to go Benavides? Um, if it's not going to be Jermel. Uh, Charlo, uh, then you got to, you know, I, I don't, I don't know who else uh, might fit that bill. So it might be interesting, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to fight like David Morrell over, you know, over <laughs> right. Benavides, you would <laughs> exactly. think, right? I mean, that really wouldn't make sense right. in general. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Like David Morrell would be available. Make sense for David Morrell, uh, guy on the cusp of stardom to get a chance of beating Canelo. But right. That, we know how this goes. I mean, that, that, that's not, that's a risk that neither certainly Benavides, if he's not going to take it, Canelo's not going to take that risk at this stage. So uh, Morrell would be a guy they have, of course, but I don't think that that can be made. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly how they're going to, uh, how, how they're going to work that, but, you know, getting to Jamal, a uh, solid win. Um you know, Jose Benavides, though, at that weight, I mean, he, he's flawed as it is. He has no significant victories in his career, disappointing. You know, was a top, considered a top prospect coming up when he was with top rank and uh, started faltering as soon as he got to better competition than the layoffs. Uh, you know, competed okay against Crawford, but still got stopped. Um, I, I just think at that weight, you know, you know, Jamal coming in at 166 and what Benavides, 163. It really, it really was pretty meaningless to me. Uh, I think, you know, Jamal easily winning the fight counts for a bit. I saw that one going that way, but I actually thought even after a two-year layoff, what I was kind of looking for is I thought that it would be that kind of a fight, but I thought Jamal Charlo even with the two-year layoff, be talented enough to stop him. So that that does bug me a little bit with that one. You know, if Jamal was really coming back uh, where I would want to see him. I mean, if he's fighting somebody else, it would be different. But Jose Benavides, you know, and, and Charlo came in heavy, uh, 166. I, I would have liked to see the stoppage there. I, I would have liked to seen him be able to – because he, he has good power. I would have liked to see that heat be able to turn up and get him out of there. So that was one thing that I didn't like about the performance. I, I don't think it was like an effort and not trying to get him out of there or anything, but I would have a, a good, easy win, but I would have liked to see him get him out, get him out of I think this is a guy he should have been able to get out of there at that weight. Uh, so that concerns me a bit. You know, I don't, I don't, if he came in 166 for this fight, I know he'd been off two years, but I, I don't see him fighting that middleweight 160 again. So he's going to be uh, all of a sudden PBC is going to kind of have having a 168 pound mix building up there, and he'll 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 be in that. That's that's where I see this going. Uh, question be 
Right. It may very well be Plant because they might not be able to sell him with Canelo after Canelo dominated Jermel on a stinker. Um, so maybe you're, the more you look at it, Jermel and uh, Caleb Plant's going to make sense uh, next for those guys, but then you still got to come up with a Canelo opponent for the, the second fight of the deal. Um, then, you know, you made a good call also on that undercard, Chris, uh, Roach with the upset. It's hard to pick upsets. I mean, I don't, I don't take anybody seriously who just throws upset picks out there all the time. You know, you see once in a while, you'll see some clowns doing that and they're, they get them wrong every time. And then <laughs> after they try 10 times, they might get one right. I don't count that, but like for legitimate pickers, like we do, uh, it's tough to it's tough to pick an upset. There, there's people on the other side of the coin. All they do is is pick the odds makers' favor. And I think, why do I need your picks? I could just look at the odds. I, I don't need your picks. So that was a good call because I've never really thought that much of Roach. I didn't have a strong call on the Garcia Roach fight going in. That's why I didn't mention it. But you know, I I thought you know Garcia he had that one shocker over Colbert that really made him and. And, you know, he's at an advanced stage for that weight. Uh, but that was, that was pretty much it. And then, you know, Roach just, you know, ne- never impressed me that much. Uh, so this this is a big win for Roach uh, to, to, you know, pull, the, pull this one out. Uh, and that was, a, that was a good call on the upset uh, on that one. That's what I thought there. And then, did you know, the, the YouTube fights, uh, Rivera looked okay to me. He he one easily wasn't spectacular. You know, Lipinets is a totally legit win, but this moving around all over with this Ali imitation thing really doesn't fit his skill set. He he to me was like a tall guy with a good reach who had good pop. You know, had some skill but could look to get people out of there. Even though he you know clearly beat Lipinets, just this kind of moving all over the place. Uh, that to me is not for him over the long haul is not going anywhere. So I, I think he needs to get off of that. If, if he's got any designs on doing that outside of Lipinets and Lipinets just looked over the hill. I concur with everybody else on that one. He, he, he just looked like he'd seen better days. And I think, you know, chalk him as another guy, if he's going to continue, uh, he's clearly in the decline. And then Vito Bill Mickey got a career, probably a career best performance with the first yeah. round stoppage. Um, one thing, you know, you do see with him now, his two best punches are the jab and the right hand, and they were key in it, but he did get some left hooks in there, and, and I've said this a lot before about Vito, and, and you really do see it. When, when, he, when he has more punch variety outside of the jab and the right hand, he looks good, but there's just fights, and he keeps switching trainers. I mean, this was a really, to me, this was a really good night for Ronnie Shields. The, the return of Jamal Charlo uh, with a, an easy win, even though it went the distance, and I wouldn't like to see a stoppage, but still after two years. And then, you know, he trained uh, Vito Milnicki for this fight the first time they were together. And Vito's been bouncing around trainers a lot, but apparently, uh, according to Vito, you know, said before the fight, you know, news coming out that, you know, he, he'd been the guy sparring, like, he, I think he said 100 rounds with Jamal Charlo and getting ready for this card. So uh, I, I think you got to give, uh, you got to give a, a shout out to Ronnie Shields for a good night, Saturday night. We talked about 
these trainers having ups and downs and, you know, they can only do so much, but we can't help but look at where they seem to have some influence and, and get on a roll with helping some guys. And then sometimes it seems the opposite. Uh, this to me might, might be the start, might be the first signs of a Ronnie Shields surge here, uh, getting Jamal back in action, getting an easy win. And then he, first fight with Neil Nicky, arguably the best fight of his career. And he's had a lot of, lot of different trainers for his young age already. There's just no doubt about that. It's it's fact. But this Ronnie Shields outing with him and, you know, getting that quality sparring with Jamal Charlo, uh, you can't beat that. That that was impressive. I mean, uh, so if, uh, if Vito sticks with uh, Ronnie Shields there, uh, you know, he, he, he may be on the upswing to, you know, maybe be ready to take that next step to make a, make a legit run at the top 10. Yeah. Like you said, that, that, that was a big, big win for him. I mean, I did not see that coming whatsoever. I, I really didn't. No. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Maybe, uh, you know, took the early loss and, uh, you know, he, he just, uh, just kind of grinding his way and still young enough to, like you said, maybe he can turn himself into, uh, a contender. Any either, uh, other items that you'd like to touch upon? Obviously, the, the Cameron Taylor 2 turned out to be another good fight. Taylor switched it up on her this time. So, you know, people talking about a trilogy maybe next summer or something like that. Any other items you want to talk about from the weekend? Yeah, I, I, I want to talk about Katie Taylor, but since it was on the court, I forgot. Got to address Matias, of course, because he did his thing again. Oh, yeah, the way yeah. You described. <laughs> Again, totally uh, forgot about that. You didn't mention it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Against Ergashev, and, you know, we correctly identified that, you know, I I did feel that Ergashev, he didn't have the the competition, but going in, I felt like he passed the eye test when I'd seen him. But, you know, we talked about that 15-month layoff when you're going to get in with a guy like Bateas. I think that hurt him, um, literally and figuratively. And, you know, Mateus, though, just now, you know, because he did it in avenging his one loss, he's been able to do this to every guy he's fought so far. He's, he's like you said, he takes shots, but he's coordinated in, in tracking down opponents. He, he's unique like that. It's, it's, it's part cutting off the ring, but it's also he's just got a coordination and an agility and a quickness in getting to his opponents. They can't get away. So they come in thinking they're going to do some moving, and it's so exhausting uh, trying to get away from them and difficult. And then he, he's hitting you the whole time, and he's high volume with an extremely heavy-handed. So it's that package that is just putting horrible beatings on his opponents. And, and you know, I – I'm surprised how quickly, even with the layoff Ergashev had, I'm surprised how quickly he was able to do that to Ergashev. I mean, that that really was impressive. And I agree what you said at the Open. With a guy like him, it's not a cop-out to say, we don't know what fight he's not going to be able to do it anymore because that is one of those, like, physical, you know, high-pressure, you need – any re, you know any reflex strength you, you got, even though it's not that he's a mover, but it's just like Emmanuel Stewart said about certain guys, you know, that are physical forces. 
that, you know, it, it's just going to go one day. And usually earlier, I mean, he, he's at an age where you, you wouldn't he, – he's at an age where at 140 pounds, you wouldn't think he'd still be able to do that already. I mean, you know, you, you would think – you really would. You would think a guy to be able to do that at 140 pounds has to be like 25 years old or under, seriously. Um, so it, it's already, to me, at, at an age where – he should he shouldn't be able to still do that so effectively, but he is, you know. And he just did it to Ergashev, who who's a real tough opponent. I have a feeling even even though he didn't have the opposition going in, like I said, to me he passed the eye test, especially with the power. And he, he could, you know, he he could he couldn't go past four rounds with Mateus. I don't, and so he he is definitely in that category of, you know, that's why he's fighting guys like Ergashev. I mean that that is that is kind of like an old school thing, frankly. You know, he he fought. This is a good thing to bring yep. out because this is kind of kind of real old school. I mean, the reason, believe it or not, Mateus is fighting guys like Jukumbayev and Ergashev. This is like an old school thing, like where where the the two guys nobody wants to fight are fighting. Like he you know he 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 just, he took out guys that nobody else wants to fight. I mean. And like, and you know, nobody wants to fight him. So like, these guys—that's like an old school matchmaking. They—they they, they had to fight because, you know, throw the alphabet stuff out. It's just that nobody really wanted to fight these guys, so they—they they fought each other. And Mateus is just getting these guys out of there. I mean, he—he's getting guys out of there that nobody else really is anxious to get in with. So, you know, I think that's part of why Ergashev was laid off. You know, you can talk about the alphabet stuff, but, you know, he, he, was, a, he was a guy that, that had pop, was dangerous. Nobody really wanted to take him on. And Mateus just, you know, disposed of him in four rounds. So, you know, who's going to want to fight Mateus? I, I, don't, I don't know who's going to want to. You know, again, that's one of those things, just because he's got an alphabet belt, there's going to be some guys saying that 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 alphabet belt's not worth it. that alphabet belt's not worth it. Oh, that's the problem with you know nowadays when you don't have true championships. Uh, you know somebody. Yeah, I'll just say, try to improve my I'll, ranking I'll go another, some other sanctioning belt. <laughs> exactly. That's what's a joke about it. That's exactly what I'm getting to. Right. I'll I'll go with my ranking in the other sanctioning body, and I'll I'll take that route. Uh, no tags on this route. So I don't. For for Mateus is in one of those situations. It's probably not going to be until he shows some slow up that any bigger names are going to going to want to get in with with him. Um, you know the guys he's been able to get in with again. It's just just been some guys that really nobody else was too too anxious to fight. So uh, if 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 another guy out there like that wants to get in with him. Um, you know, some people were suggesting, and of course the fight could be made, um, you know, would, would Gary, you know, Antoine Russell get in with him? That'd be a good fight. But again, who's going to, I don't know, you know, Russell's excellent. I believe in him too, but who's going to want to, that'd be a great fight. I agree, but who's, that uh, would be who's gonna... carnage. That fight would be carnage. <laughs> I mean, if Put you want to make a case for that, feature of a big fight, that would be great. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. Is that you know we are at that point too. I mean, before I go 
soon, like, and I'm going to talk about the tail fight, but I want to uh, talk a little bit about the out-of-the-ring aspects of kind of last Saturday night and what's developing. But with the in-the-ring part, yeah, at, combined with out-of-the-ring, that's an excellent point, and that would work. Like, if PBC is going to continue and it's going to be pay-per-views, yeah, sure, maybe – you know, Russell would want to get in with Mateus, and I'm not saying anybody else does, but I mean, like, you, you got a good point. It's it's just where these things have got to be sold, like, legitimately, even just to hardcores, and you you if you're going to be realistic about trying to get some pay-per-view numbers, may, maybe we are at a point where you have to put Mateus and Russell together because the outlets are shrinking up, and if you're going to keep reviews, you got you, you know you got to give the fans something something to buy, so you know that you're right. You put that in with another big fight, then then the hardcore is saying, hey, yeah, I I might just you know pay the seventy five bucks for this one or eighty five, and I I don't want to go with a crappy stream. Let's face it, we know a lot of people are doing that. So you know, and, and I think there there is actually a, I there were some studies. There was some kind of a marketing study I saw one time that showed there is something to this, believe it or not, that the hardcore fan also kind of goes like, well, if Mateus is going to fight Russell, and then let's say, we'll just make up an example, it was Canelo Benavidez. You know, and Canelo's going to fight Benavidez. I want those guys to get the money. You know, I want those guys to get the money on this one. So, uh, you know, if, if they're going to fight. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting out the 85 bucks. But when it's a card that you can't get enthusiastic about the matchups, people are like, ah, you know, I, I don't want to give them 85 for that. So might be something they got to think about, but Cameron Taylor, yeah, on the zone Saturday, um, I give Taylor credit for turning it around where I thought she couldn't, she deserves credit on that. Um, but you know, Cam Cameron got cut, uh, the knockdown, the controversial knockdown call. I mean, wasn't, a case where she was hurt bad or anything and that's why I think maybe we do have to look at the spirit of things people didn't make a little too big deal but was it a knockdown yeah I think it was a knockdown um so I, I still think Taylor I don't think it's a conspiracy theory thing or anything but I, I am in kind of the camp I like T- Katie Taylor she's got a lot of heart she's got a lot of skill level uh good hand speed and everything knows how to box but she she's get she is getting kind of fortunate in, in some of these results I, I think that, you know, I, I'm on that side of it that, you know, I, I thought, you know, what they, the, the, was it, I, I'm just doing it totally off the top of my head. What did all three judges give her the, the final round against Serrano? You know, that, that was, yep, one that, yep, that, yep. That, that was, that was one. I mean, a 98, 92 was, was pretty crazy. I'll say that one of the scores. Right. And that he, that he was, made, you know, look, it, it was showing a lot of heart in a comeback, but, you got to separate that if you're a judge, you know, in terms of, you know, where, where you're awarding rounds. Um, and, and I think she's kind of benefited for, from, from some of that. So, you know, no problem with her getting the decision, but I, I mean, I, I think there was, you know, cases for Cameron get close and you got the head, the, the, the bad knockdown call, the cut, you know, from a butt, just, just some of those kind of things. I think, Maybe keep the performance in a in a little in a little bit of perspective uh, there. And you know, if Hearn if Hearn wants to do a three on that one, yeah, I, I say 
go ahead because that that might be a one that is appropriate for a third. So, stadium. Don't really Let's do a, a summer stadium. <laughs> yeah, if, if he wants to hype that one up for a three, I'm I'm good with that. Now, sometimes you're like, okay, enough, but no, nah, I'm I'm good with that. I think for some of the reasons I'm talking about, and Cameron clearly won the first one. Um, yeah, I I think I'm I think I'm good with that. Uh, that or the Serrano rematch. It seems like they're seriously at least talking that. You know, I think they'd probably he'll probably knowing her and he'd do the Cameron three, but I'm okay with that. So uh, I'd be good seeing that. Chris, you had mentioned on, on other stuff, uh, now maybe getting to some of the out of the ring things. Um, I w- I saw that they were we knew it was coming, but that the December 23rd on the zone was going to be pay per view. I saw the pay per view ads out, but I actually couldn't find a price. So when you said you saw the price, I, I was interested. I have the what that is. Well, it's not necessarily the, I didn't get a press release to be honest, but it was it, it, it's basically what the Ortiz Martin is 39.99, which is 40 bucks obviously. 40 bucks. That's all, in the US. That's all that's Yep. What? Yep. I, so it's like, yeah, okay, like thank you very much. All okay, right. I'll take that. Okay, that's nice, you know. I wasn't expecting that. I, I'm in on that as a fan, even with Me the neither. holiday season for 40 bucks. Yeah, I could put that on. You could put that on your TV while you're doing for forty bucks. You could put that on your TV with all those fights while you're doing some other stuff until you get to Wilder and Joshua and and uh, you know some some of some of those heavyweight fights you want to see. Right. So okay, yeah, I'm with you. I got to give it to them because that that yep. maybe I didn't see it coming. A little bit of yeah, consciousness sure. of it because the the one theme I wanted to say with my out of the ring. Because um, I'm going to tie in all promoters was I, I was making fun of the zone, you know, in recent months when they'd gone to that high monthly price and then every decent fight just about they had they were making pay per view. Um, I was saying, and I believe this then and now, it, it was just becoming a black hole. In other words, you, you could say as a U.S. fighter, yeah, I'm on the zone, but no, you know, nobody's seeing you. You know, your your fights are like in a black hole. I feel like now that that has, for different reasons, is is hitting your other two major U.S. promotions. Because, look, PBC's you know gotten this bad spot here with Showtime getting out, and in these last days, you know, you just gotta say it. I mean, they're, they're running too many pay-per-views. You know, Saturday night was too much. Uh, you know, starting the holiday season right after Thanksgiving, running another pay-per-view. Uh, whole card really wasn't, you know, that Mateus fight was, you know, interesting. I mean, we didn't know how it was going to work out, but, I mean, that was a real war on paper. Uh, I'm not going to blame the promoters for that. And then, you know, there was intrigue to, some intrigue to Benavides and uh, Andrade, but I think you knew who was going to win. Like I said, I think real, even after the two-year layoff, Jamal Charlo was in kind of soft there, uh, you know, Garcia and Roach, okay, but that's not really bringing anybody on board. So, like, to me, like, PBC now forced to kind of run these pay-per-views. They feel forced. You know, with the with the buy rates low, that's a black hole now. In other words, you know, okay, Benavides, Andres on pay-per-view. And, you know, I'm just going to make up a number. I have no idea what the buy rate was. But, you know, if the buy rate's 100000 that's a black hole. You know, that's a black hole. You know what I mean? Like, not enough people are seeing you. So, and then so top rank, you you're ready to give them the out because 
they're on ESPN and where people can be reached. But then you've got Shakur Stevenson fighting on a Thursday night at 1230 you know, a.m. That's a black hole. So, yeah, sneaking up the place. So I never thought it would be saying it with regular ESPN, but you have to. That's a black hole. Who's seeing that? Are more people seeing that than the PPC pay-per-view and zone? Yes, they are, and that matters with your competitors. It's going to matter much if ESPN doesn't stay with the deal, and that's got to be a real question with what we've seen. So um, this, I'm calling it the black hole. That, that's the problem with the sport right now. All, all, the, all the fights now that are significant are falling into a black hole. So you've got hardcore seeing them, but you're going to get less and less hardcore seeing them. The casual doesn't exist anymore. And there's no mainstream attention. We really have reached a point in the U S where, I mean, you're just, you're not, I mean, did, did, did any outlets write about Saturday night's card? I mean, barely anything. Um, and, and you've been seeing that with other ones. I'm not just saying this card. I mean, heck I was, you know, even in Jersey, like, you know, Shakur, He's been getting some publicity. Again, he's fighting out on the West Coast and late on a Thursday. It really didn't. It didn't register. You know, it just didn't really register, and and it was a boring fight. So, uh, yeah, you know, you keep you keep seeing this type of thing. Um, these fights are just falling into a, a black hole, and if you do that too much, and and just the numbers just keep getting lower and lower, and and they're not building. I, I don't. It, I, it's just going to keep shriveling. So, I, I'm intrigued at this move to zone. I, I'm. I'm shocked. I'm pleasantly shocked. I mean, maybe they've uh, conditioned us that where I'm thinking it's a good deal. It's not. You could argue or something. But ah, from what we're getting used to and that many fights now, not the fights we wanted, but you do have at least fights among top 10 heavies, like you said. I mean, legit top 10, like, you know, transnational ring. So, yeah, I mean, 40 bucks, okay. I mean, with that that many fights, that many heavyweight fights, I, that's, that's, that's at least an attempt. That's some sort of an attempt. It's a bad date, but at least, at least it's an attempt to do something with the situation. Any other items that you'd like to discuss? We do have uh, the return of Ryan Garcia um, and a guy who can punch but hasn't really, you know, won on the on the top level. What, Alex Martin is his best win? Knocked him out. Yeah. Any any other items that you want to talk about? Not just Garcia. I mean, he, he's one of the bigger names of the sport, and I do believe in his talent despite the loss to Tank. I mean, in the times he wasn't down – against Tank, he, it wasn't the most exciting fight, but he was doing pretty well. Um, you know, he, he wasn't non-competitive or something like that, so people shouldn't, you know, count him off. I mean, Tank can count him out. Tank can punch. I mean, you, you got to keep that in mind. Uh, you know, he's a huge puncher. There's just no doubt about that. Look at his KO percentage against credible opposition. So, no reason to count Garcia out, but again, I think a guy, his talent, does he, I don't, you know, I know he's coming off a knockout loss to Javante Davis, but it's kind of like the Jamal Charlo thing. And even though Jamal Charlo was off much longer, you know, he doesn't need to be in this soft. And so if, if it is what you said about Duarte, like fought anybody. So, I mean, unless, unless he's, he's something much more than we could have 
you know, gleaned from his record, this isn't much of a fight, and I think it should be something better. It kind of fits what I'm saying. Like, so, you know, it's Ryan Garcia, big name, but he's on the zone. It's a, it's a low-level opponent. So it's not gonna. It's it's what what you and I keep saying, Chris. I mean, you know, just you can't have you know every fight you're throwing out there being a showcase. And for the most part, if you really look beneath the surface, that that's what we're getting. So you know, you know, but again, just like we were talking about with the the Wilder Joshua card, where they're not fighting each other. Credible opponents, yes, but instead of Wilder Joshua, you know, board, just borderline showcase stuff. I mean, stuff the, sh- the promoters want to be a showcase. I mean, certainly Hearn isn't intending Joshua to lose to, you know, Ballin, and, you know, Wilder's expecting to beat Parker. That doesn't mean the way it's going to work out, but you know, th- this is this is not something where these guys in their own minds are going in with high risk or, or even their promoters' minds. Um, you know, they, they think it's it's fights they can win, and you know, we're we're looking for fights where there's a, there's a little more doubt as to who the the winner is. Where you know both both fighters are taking some risk. I mean, that's the Ryan Garcia fight Saturday night either. So um, I, I don't I don't see a need. Yeah, he had a knockout loss, but you know Javante Davis is a top guy who can punch. Does not doesn't need to come back that soft. So uh, that's just kind of my take on that. All right. Well, appreciate it as always, and we'll we'll talk to you next week, John. You have yourself a good weekend. All right, Chris. Great talking to you uh, as always, and uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy the fights and all the other sports, and I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, what a great rivalry week uh, in college football this last week. Considering there wasn't that major upset, I mean, the drama was just left and right. That was a great Saturday, man. Yeah, that's the best of college football you always had. Um, used to be kind of the Saturday before Thanksgiving, and you know now you, right. you got to the Saturday after Thanksgiving, that's but that's game. no big deal. It's just no. that the time of year where you always had the big college football games, and and that's college football at its best. I mean, the, the more rivals can be that can be playing around that time of year, uh, the better because it, it it reminds you just how good it can be, and and the ratings are huge. You know, you know the ratings yep. are. Uh, the ratings are backing it up. You know, you saw I saw NFL had 34.1 million on Thanksgiving, their highest ever, and you know Michigan Ohio yeah, State has been getting massive ratings in recent years. So uh, you know, it shows you it shows you how that works too. And and again, even though things change in closing, because you and I both keep talking about it, because some people don't want to look at this. Look, you and I both understand, and we move forward with the future, and that's fine. You know, we know streaming is the future of things and stuff. But if, to think you could just ignore broadcast at this stage, college football and the NFL don't do that. Don't do that. It's right. got to be both. You, you're not, and NFL you're and not, NBA just reing up their deals with Linear, you know. Mix it in the stream. Yeah. Mix it in the stream, though, which right. is important. We'll see in eight to yeah, ten years if they've taken all the way over or not, you know. Exactly. So you, you, know, you work on it, sure, but we're, we're not at a point look at the big players where, where you just want to be abandoning, abandoning traditional. And that's just, you know, except for the top rank, which is probably its last gasps we can guess. Uh, boxing's totally out. I mean, you know, totally out on your main exposure, uh, you know, 
traditional broadcast, and it's gonna it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be a bad. It's gonna be a really bad thing. It's gonna. It, I think it actually is gonna be a really bad thing because uh, you're just you're just gonna be bleeding more and more viewers. So um, that's where it kind of fits. But yeah, that was an exciting uh, weekend of football. All right, John, take it easy. Have a good one. All right, Chris, take care. All righty. Got to admit, a little, little, little doom and gloom there. A little doom and gloom. Tried to lighten it up with college football. John went back to the doom and gloom. Um, you know, we still don't 100% know exactly the breaking news for PBC. If it is a big deal, which we're talking about Al Heyman here, uh, you know, that could really help because the best product pretty much year in and year out, as we know, that most of the big names, most of the ticket sellers reside on that roster. So that is key. But, it, you know, he makes a point about if top ranks the only one on ESPN and nobody else is any, you know, sniffing any of that, well, then it would have to be like a Netflix or Amazon or whatever. But a little doom and gloomy, but, you know, hey, everybody's got their opinions. Um, it is what it is. All right, let's bring in to the fold the man, the myth, MVO, my guy Matt. What is going on, sir? How you doing, Chris? How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. I had a good-ass weekend with college football and that card. I enjoyed the card a lot. I had, you know, oh, had, I really enjoyed it with a couple card. friends. I, it was well worth my money. Um you know, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Marks. We kind of disagreed with that one, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. How are you doing? Well, sir? one thing I kind of disagreed uh, with John about is he was saying that this card basically went into like a black hole. But I did see guys like Bill Simmons uh, tweet about David Benavidez yep. after the fight, yep. uh, mm-hmm. which he has millions of followers. You know, uh, a lot of yep. people. Like that's like into like the sport and world and pop culture was uh, tweeting about it. So his car did get eyes. Whether or not they paid for it, you know, <laughs> we'll see yeah, what the numbers. But <laughs> right. I, I, I thought that uh, David Benavidez did a lot to raise his uh, Q rating, so to speak, because it seemed like a lot of people uh, was watching that card. Exactly, and it's the type of thing if you search it or Google it or whatever. It's a nice highlight reel in there too. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, and, and, you know, and, and Andre was doing good early in the fight. He broke him down, took care of business, looked good doing it. Yeah, I, I, you're right. It is. Yeah, who knows what those pay per view numbers? We do know it did a healthy gate though. So especially on a holiday yeah. weekend in Vegas, you know. So I mean, like I said, I think he's a little doom gloomy. The last couple of months, you know, after that hell of a run we had. I think it's maybe getting uh, getting to them or something. I don't know, but uh, you yeah, know, I everyone's think, got their um, opinion. I think once this new deal announced is announced, everyone like all their like yeah. nervousness and their feelings will be assuaged mm-hmm. by this new deal because yep. you know it looks like it's Amazon. We'll see. You know, nothing's right. official until it's official, but it, it's looking like uh, it's moving that way. Um, I did see on the PDC website that 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 they're going to be dropping uh, the announcements for the schedule soon. Uh, I don't know how long they've been on there, but I did see that on the website uh, as of today. So they say and that that's a normal thing. They always tease soon. it. 
That's a good call. Yeah. I didn't notice yeah. that yet. I'm glad that you said that. But I, I'm waiting for it to drop. But getting back to this past Saturday, I thought uh, we saw a, a great night of boxing. And David Benavidez did something that uh, Vince McMahon in the wrestling world has always thought about doing, like, every pay-per-view. You send the fans home happy. He sent the fans home happy. And, and that's all you could uh, really count on when you have someone that's just trying to build into a pay-per-view transact, uh, pay-per-view attraction. That's perfectly said, Matt. That's exactly what it's all about. And everybody has different values of entertainment, what they deem valuable. But at the end of the night, that's exactly what it is. No matter what the hell happened, they want to be entertained. And he did it in fashion. What was some of your favorite items from that card? Any other things you want to talk about, sir? Uh, so some of my favorite things from that card, obviously, Subrio Matias, uh guy's a, a friggin' monster. Um, I did hear John talking about how uh, he was surprised that Matias performed the way he did. You know, I, I wasn't that surprised. You know, I feel like this has been the path that he's been on. He's been beating the hell out of everybody since he came back from um, his little layoff after the death of Max and Dinochev. He, he Like, his first fight, it was like he lost. He was trying to feel his way back. But since he's gotten with PBC and they've just been throwing him out there, he's been performing uh, the way that he's supposed to perform. Now, um, a lot of people thought that this Ergashev fight was going to be tricky for him. But I'll be honest, I didn't think it was going to be that way, especially since I, I saw that uh, people were saying that Ergashev said he was going to retire, win, lose, or draw. I don't know where that came from, but that was Ooh. some of the reports yeah, that was never a good going sign. on social media. Yeah, so I was like, uh, is this guy really into it? Because uh, I never really followed Ergashev like that, but apparently he's like huge. In Uzbekistan, he has, like, almost 3 million followers on Instagram. I didn't know he was that popular, you know. So apparently he has a lot going on for him. So there was word that he was basically not long for the boxing business. And I'll tell you, after that beating he took, I wouldn't be long for the boxing business either, you know, messing around with monsters like that. Um, but I really love Russell. Yeah, I'd be from, selling um, stuff with those 3 million followers is what I'd be doing. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I'd be selling some flat tummy tea or something. Like, you got to yeah, make yeah, some yeah. type of money with that. <laughs> but Whatever I also it works, what I, I just saw. throw it on there. <laughs> Absolutely. I also uh, love what I saw from Jamal Charlo. Um, he was gone uh, over two and a half years, basically. So I think I think he looks pretty sharp. Uh, to me, his timing was on. His jab was there. He didn't seem to really have any issues at all with uh, Jose Benavidez. Would I have liked to see a stoppage? Of course. You know, who, who doesn't want to see a stoppage? But he got rounds in, and um, he performed well. He was never in trouble. He looked completely engaged, like his eyes looked wide open the entire fight. You know, a lot of people thought that he seemed detached uh, in the lead-up to this fight. But to me, once he got in that ring, it was almost as if a switch uh, had slipped, you know, and he was very alert the entire fight. Now, uh, my thing is this. 
I thought that if he could just stand upright for uh, the entirety of the fight, he'll get the Canelo fight next. But after David Benavidez's performance, I don't think there's any way possible you can justify Canelo fighting anybody but David Benavidez next, you know. So, you know, this this was this was the Canelo open, basically. Uh, to me, David Benavidez is now the the lead dog. He's like the ahead of everybody else in the race to fight Canelo. What are your thoughts on that? Once again, well said. I mean, he, you know, instead, he, uh, there was two different times in the last year and change where he was in on an offer to Canelo for big money, right? And it didn't work out. So instead of being like, well, I'm going to fight this dude or that dude or a shishkin or this guy, no, uh-uh. We're fighting Plant and we're fighting Andre. So he's had a productive year. If it wasn't, some, you know, for some more elite wins, he would be right there with fighter of the year, and especially how he did it. I mean, he didn't just sit there and wait for that payday, man. He went and got it, and, and you're right. He's number one in line, at least September 2024, but why not May? It just makes sense. It's going to sell a lot of pay-per-views, and it's going to do great at the gate. And you don't want to wait much longer because you're getting older, Canelo, and he's just getting better. Yeah, like I think um, Canelo needs to fight him next because if this guy could improve upon what he did against Caleb Plant and what he did against Demetrius Andres, then Canelo might as well never fight him because it's going to be it's going to look bad out there. Uh, that's all I'm saying about that part. You know, this guy he beat up Caleb Plant. Uh, for almost the entirety of their 12-round fight, and he basically beat Demetrius Andres into submission on Saturday. So it's like, uh, <laughs> like, what are you going to do, Canelo? Like, this is Canelo's, I think this is going to be the toughest challenge of Canelo's career since Floyd Mayweather. You know, uh, this is better than the Triple G fight, in, in my opinion. Because I think David Benavidez, he has his man strength. He's still only 26 years old. He's just now entering his prime, and he throws punches in bunches, and he throws every punch with bad intentions. You know, uh, there were times where I thought, oh, Andre's going to come on. Andre hit him with a couple combinations, and then Benavidez just took it and, through combinations right back, and I was like, I was really surprised, you know. I thought that with Andre's sharp countering and quick hands and combinations, that maybe he was going to be able to stop Benavidez uh, right in his tracks, but Benavidez, he's just on a different level right now. Like, this guy is everything that he's uh, been advertised to be, you know, and I think if you're going to get him, Now's the time to get him. Probably last year was the time to get him. <laughs> but, you know, the fans are going to call for it. Canelo cannot, and I don't think he will because, listen, I believe in Canelo. I don't think I he agree. will avoid the fight. But he cannot. He cannot avoid this fight. 100%, man. I 100% agree with you. Any other items from the weekend? It was nice to hear that pay-per-view price. 
for the Wilder slash AJ pay-per-view. I did appreciate that. It's a, it's about a half as much money as it normally would be for us in the States, so that's kind of dope. Any items that you want to talk about? Tiafimo out there trying to fight exhibitions? <laughs> what, what do you want to talk about? That, that was interesting. I, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, Tiafimo Lopez, he's he's been really disappointing. Like, I, I thought that when he beat Lomachenko, the the rocket was going to be strapped to his back and we had the next uh, boxing superstar. But through uh, his own performances and his own mismanagement of his career, I feel like he's kind of, like, stuck in a rut right now. Like, he thinks he's the big star, but it's just not there. Like, if something is not connecting with the paying boxing public. And I say paying boxing public because he'll still do numbers if he's on ESPN. But no one's willing to pay to, to really see him fight. And I was very disappointed to hear that he turned down fighting Ryan Garcia because that's a fight that is going to draw a massive amount of attention and that's a fight that could do uh, a very decent uh, pay-per-view number and really yep. blast Raise his profile in a major it. way. Yeah. So uh, so I'm wondering, what's the game plan for TFC Lopez? You know, now I'm trying to look to see when it's his top-rate contract up because the way he's talking, he's like, oh, I'm not getting any help from anyone. No one wants to help me anymore in the boxing game. Like, dude, you're with the the longest running promoter in boxing. Right. You know, you're with a, a storied company. So if you're saying that no one wants to help you, then what's your situation with your promoter? If you're not happy, see if they'll let you watch your contract. You know, but you, you right. got to do something besides, you know, I'm going to fight an exhibition in Honduras. You know, I'm sure it's great for the people of Honduras, but – Sure. If this is going to interfere with a fight in the first quarter of 2024, then I don't want to see it. Exactly. You could stay in shape other ways. You don't need to do an exhibition. There's plenty of time to go to Honduras and do an exhibition. And you're active. Yeah. Act, well, um, I shouldn't say he's an active fighter, but he's still in his prime. There's no point in doing that. Now, one thing I really wanted to uh, talk to you about is because, you know, obviously you're in the Twin Cities, okay? Um, yes, sir. We have December 16th coming up, the final Showtime card. Um, you got David Morrell versus Senag Betko, and, and I believe you have Chris Colbert rematching with uh, Ryan Valenzuela. Um, are you, are you going to be there? Are you looking forward to it? Like, is this, like, bittersweet because we know it's going to no longer be Showtime boxing? Like, what's your thoughts on that card emanating from your city? That's a good call. Like, I got to say that as much as I love the Armory and, you know, we've gotten all these fights and stuff, I never would have guessed, I would have bet money against this, that the last Showtime card in December <laughs> – and I'm looking at the temperature. It's nice right now at 29. Let's say that. Um, it's. Uh, I, I wouldn't have thought that this is where the whole thing would come to a close. 
I did. I was surprised that, and I think you've said this. We talked about this on a space before about the contract not finishing till you know 2024. That surprised me. Overall, am I shocked that Showtime's going away? Not shocked, but shocked that it didn't go through the you know the whole contract. But I am going to try to make it. I'm trying to maneuver my schedule just because you know why not? It's a pretty good card, and it is you know got the historical value to it. It's a historical place. Um, if you look around, they got some old Lakers stuff and old wrestling back in the day. They got this picture of like mud wrestling and shit. My grandfather, rest in peace, used to tell me about the armory back in the day. And Boxer, Robinson, bunch of people fought here. Uh, Henry Armstrong, he used to talk about this stuff all day. And I do wish he was here so we could go to these fights. But, yeah, I'm going to try to go, man. And I, I, and I may go as a fan and say F the media pass and just – just go there and sit in the air and have fun, you know, with it. I'm not totally sure. I think I can get that night off of what I, you know. So, yeah, I'm planning on going, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, now, we also have this December 9th car coming up. It's, it's Devin Haney. We just progress fight week. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on, on, on that? And still we possibly, and it sounds crazy saying, an upset from the champion, but it seems like Devin Haney is a heavy favorite. Could we see Regis Progray upset the apple cart and retain his title against Devin Haney? I think that I don't think he should be as high as a plus 345. Um, I'm seeing on FanDuel plus 310, DraftKings plus 310. Um, you know, he's got a crude style. Um, he gets hit a lot, but he does have power. And it's pretty real. Yeah. He can go to the body. He can go to the head. And we have seen, the deep, the left hand especially, we have seen plenty of folks. And everybody gets hit, right? Every, everybody knows that. But he's not, Haney's not on an elite level defender. Not many people are. That's not ripping him, but... I don't. I think people are kind of already moving to the next fight. Who's hanging? Get a fight next. Hold on. Now, Progray has had his issues with weight and all that too, um, as far as making it on, you know, on the scale or just looking healthy in the ring. He's coming off a shitty performance, so I think he'll bounce back. But I think it's a much liver fight than people are giving it credit for, and I don't see this yeah. ten to two thing. I don't see this ten to two stuff. Yeah, I don't see it either. I actually found it interesting that uh, basically the odds for Haney versus Progray is pretty similar to the odds for Ryan Garcia versus Oscar Duarte. Exactly. Exactly. I was just looking at that too, man. Like, what the F is that? That sounds like value to yeah, me. That, yeah, it does. It, it, either that or uh, they think uh, Regis Progray is just simply cooked. You know, I know he's older, yeah, but he is getting there. Still can yeah, hit. he is getting there. Yeah, he can still hit. He's, still can hit. he's got a good, he's got a good chin, and it's not like you know Haney's going to get him out of it. I don't care what he says in that lead up, you know, and all that. I do like that close up shots though. That first clip that they had, I like some of their promo they've done for this. I got to give them credit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I really they, like that. Done that close up shit job. of them just talking shit. 
That gave me like New York yeah, vibes. That, actually, the man, concept now is that great. You bring it up. Oh yeah. <laughs> the the concept they put out is great, and uh, yeah. we just progress straight for convention of course. Uh, Evan Tobler, he's been uh, doing yeah. his thing, his best trying to promote the fight. You know, so he's got to get some points for production for on this one. Give him some points. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Now, um, coming up this week, we got Ryan Garcia obviously versus Oscar Duarte, and then we have O'Hara Davies versus. Ismail uh, Barroso. Um, a, a good card, you know, decent card. Obviously, this is Ryan's first fight since uh, being stopped by Tank. Uh, what are you expecting yep. to see uh, from Ryan Garcia uh, this week, Saturday? You know, I think he'll be ready to go. This Oscar Duarte, you know, 26 1 and 1, I think, 21 knockouts. He, his only loss was quite a while ago to, the, to a prospect. Well, he had, maybe he was not a total prospect at Estrella. He had a draw like a long time ago. He turned pro in 2013. His best win yeah. definitely um, Alex Martin, which was a, a two-way fight. I actually rewatched it uh, today. And, you know, Duarte has a tight guard. I think sometimes he's a little earmuffy, so his body is, is wide open, pause. Um he does use pretty good head movement and upper body movement. Loves to throw the hooks, but you know the old saying, Matt, can't hook with a hooker, especially one yeah. that has got that hand speed like, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, he he kind of has a really nice roundhouse right. That's what he, he put uh, Martin on the floor with. Like I said, hooks with both hands, actually. Got a pretty good volume. Yep. Um. I did notice, though, when, when he is punching, he's wide open. and He does love to, like, attack the body with those swooping shots. But when he punches, and of course you're going to be a little open when you punch, but it seems like the one hand's not on the telephone. You know what I mean? It's not on the phone, yep. and it's just wide open. So I think that he's got kind of a brute offensive style, has decent hand speed. He kind of just wore out that Martin dude in a pretty good fight. I think it could be interesting for a little bit, um, but I think ultimately the guy is kind of custom-made for Garcia, and I, and I do think it'll be a hook. I think they'll be hooking with the hook, and uh, this will be like a Vegas hooker, you know? And you may, it now, may what, end up like Wilder up, that night. Um, what did you make of Ryan Garcia's continued beef for Golden Boy? Uh, he lashed out yeah. at him again uh, with some comments. He yeah. doesn't seem like he's long for that company. No, no. And, and, you know, they've had their issues, and I'm glad you brought that up because it's the BoxingScene.com uh, interview, or, you know, yeah, interview. Uh, Custer cited a, a fight hype thing with the interview with Hopkins and saying, Hopkins. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Hopkins. He says, I will see how Ryan looks and then make a personal decision on whether he should fight again. It's like, what? What are you talking about? I mean, are you yeah. talking about shelving them? Or, I mean, you're still in litigation, for Christ's sake. So I don't know if Biop doesn't realize that. But, yeah, just read some of these quotes here. What does he mean, I'll make the decision? He ain't going to make shit. He can't make shit about it. All respect to Biop. I love, love me some Biop. The crazy thing is I'm going to box my ass off for a team that don't even believe in me. But, damn, they'll collect money. 
that I'm making. They collect $6 million, I'm assuming from the last fight, um, and went on to say, you know, a bunch of stuff, you know, right there. Like, I'm tired of it. Who, who does this to your own team shit talk? Dude, I remember who was the one that they said he was ducking, and then he knocked out. Was it Duno? Romero Duno. First, Romero yeah, Duno. dude, he knocked him out in the first round or whatever. It's like, yeah, I, I nah, he just wanted the right because, money. That's all it was. It was yep. just money. Well, because if you remember the scenario, uh, Duno was supposed to fight Avery Sparrow, and then Sparrow got arrested yep. when he, yep, when he landed. So they wanted, uh, they wanted Ryan to fight Duno basically on a couple days' notice. That night, right. <laughs> absolutely not. Like, what are we doing here? And right. he's absolutely right. Like, do you really think that uh, any big name fighter is gonna fight someone on on a couple of days' notice? No, no, no one's gonna do no. that. Like, and he should know. It, it, it Oscar wouldn't do it either. Oscar wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Why the hell would he do that? You know, absolutely. And then for them to say, no, I think, you know, you don't want it. It's like, wow, dude. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Eric Gomez made it seem like he was scared of Romero Duno. Uh-huh. That was crazy to me, but I think. Uh, Ryan's absolutely right. He believes in himself yeah. more than his team believes in him. You know, and I think that that's where they've been button heads uh, all these years. He want, He's ready to go. He wants the training wheels off. I want the big fights. Yeah. We'll lose the draw. Yep. I want the big fights. I want, I want to challenge myself. And you would think that someone like Oscar De La Hoya would have yeah, good that. example. Right. You yeah, know? him and B-Hop fought everybody. Yeah. But it, it yeah, seems like they, they don't want to see Ryan do it for whatever reason, you know. And I, I'm just hoping that there's a solution uh, going forward where Ryan gets the biggest fights because he is still, without a doubt, one of the most must-see fighters uh, in the sport yeah. of boxing, especially in the lower-weight division. And I don't, yeah. I don't want to see him fighting Oscar Duarte uh, every time out. I want to see him against the Tiafima Lopez's. I want to see him against Haney, Shakur, people like that. I, I, I want to see him, a God, God uh, knock on wood, against the Subrio Matias, you know? I, I want to see things like that. So I think um, whatever's going on with Oscar and, and D-Hop and, uh, as it pertains to Ryan, they really need to get past it and let this kid fight the fight that he want to fight. Yeah, because if it doesn't watch out, you know, he's going to be with uh, Mr. Heyman. And I think he's perfect for Heyman because, you know, oh, yeah. it's that, that 15% and I got you. No one's going to yeah. take your money out of promoter. I'll pay the fee to the promoter. It's a, it's a perfect setup for him. And, I, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Like you said, if he doesn't get the big one, or these big ones here in 2024, if he doesn't get a big fight with Golden Boy, you know, it, it's it's not looking. And that's the thing. Just like Canelo, you can go to court saying, hey, dude, I got this offer over here. I got this big offer over here. They're not matching it. Why can't I go over there? They're not allowing it. They're going to they're gonna publicly yeah. say, we'll decide and stuff like that if they're going to retire and stuff, so. Yeah, man. No, you're right about Ryan Garcia. I don't give a shit about people think he quit or whatever. That dude is a name, period. 
yeah, I'm 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 wondering uh, if if they're not able to get Ryan the fights that matter, uh, did he basically squander the momentum that came from that big event with him and Tank? Because yeah, you know he lost. Uh, Still, a lot of people watched it, you know, and a lot of people respect the fact that Ryan and Tank took this fight. They were basically the catalyst. Of people saying, yo, let's fight these big matchups to hell with it. So Ryan mm-hmm. deserves to capitalize on his own momentum. Yes. And I feel like his his growth is being uh, retarded by uh, Golden Boy. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, the dude, like you said, he don't want the training wheels, dude. He's ready to go. He's got a 12 speed, not even a 10 speed. He's got a 12 speed, and he wants to go uphill. Yeah, he's he's ready to go, man. I really hope it's he's not on the shelf or litigation messes this up. I'm impressed with you, Matt. You got the you even said Twin Cities instead of just saying Minneapolis. <laughs> you didn't say Minneapolis. I always get the mini. This ain't Indianapolis. It's Minneapolis. But yeah, man, got the oh, Twin yeah. Cities and everything. Come wow. on, I'm a Prince fan. Wow. Come on. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Yeah, Prince, man. He's the guy. Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. People forget uh, Bob Dylan's from here, too. People sleep on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of the greatest songwriters of all time. Mm-hmm. Yes, now, sir. Now, do you have any yes, um, fights that you're interested in on this uh, Ryan Garcia card? I see, uh, obviously, you got Davies versus Barroso. You got Shane Mosley Jr. against Joshua Conley. And then you got uh, my nephew, uh Floyd Schofield uh, fighting Ricardo Torres. Any, any interest? Um, you know, I, I, not totally, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I like I like watching Floyd Schofield. I do want to see continuing to tighten up his, his punches and all that. I think he does have a lot of potential. Definitely got a lot of power. Um, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, he's getting some a fight in in here. Obviously, Davies and you know, Barrasso, you know, you know, that's that, that, uh, is it for the vacant or to become the mandatory or some shit like that, right? Yeah, the, the, uh, well, the, the title's not vacant. Yeah, the title's yeah, the interim. yeah, you're right. That's, that's not title fight. Yeah, interim. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, at least they're getting a, a shot at it. Um, you know, to be honest with you, none of these dudes should have been, ra- everyone loves the, just dump on Roly, but none of these two dudes should have been ranked even near it either. So, you know, if we're being yeah. honest about it, you know what I mean? It sucks for old boy, but it's like, hey, man, you shouldn't have been ranked anyway. So, uh, but either exactly. way, I, you know, yeah. But I am looking to forward to, to, you know, to check out Ryan Garcia against this dude and, and just get him back because it has been a while. I'm glad he was able to get another fight. And, yeah, I just hope uh, – you know, I hope he's got a, a big 2024. Let's talk a little brunch boxing, friend. Let, let's 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 get some of that in there. Let you know, Twitter space, <laughs> website. Let's talk about it, FDL. Let's talk about it. Well, you know, we just started it. A Don't get shy ago. on me, man. Don't get shy on me. <laughs> well, you know, I don't really like to promote, but I guess right, I right. You act about it. But, you know, we just started it. We're trying to, you know, we got a couple interviews 
that we're getting lined up in, in, in the coming nice. weeks, trying to make it interesting. You know, we just want to have a space where people can talk boxing every Saturday, you know, preview the cards, talk about the week that was on the boxing booth. Because, listen, I know people think that boxing is uh, a, a niche sport and, you know, it, it doesn't get, like, the pub. But I have a feeling that if this Amazon thing is real, I think we're right. about to experience another boom in boxing. So if yeah, if you make boxing contact, you better get ahead of it because a, a boom is coming if Amazon throws their hat in, in in the boxing ring. So you know, I'm just trying to you know just deliver content for the people that love the sport of boxing. That's good, man. Brunch boxing Saturdays. I, I'm always up late Friday doing a thing, so that's why I never make it. I'll just be honest. But you know I'm here for support. Yeah. If you need anything, just get a hold of me. Um, but I'm always there for support. You're a good dude, man. Brunch Boxing. In the website, too, right? Websites. Uh, yep, brunchboxing.com. Popping off and everything. Ezra. Bro, let, let me ask you a question uh, before we get out of here. Yes, sir. You're Minnesota Vikings. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Do you really need Kirk Cousins, or has Joshua Dobbs shown you enough that he could be a stopgap until you get a permanent solution at quarterback? Um, well, let's just put it this way. The passer not has come back from space. He hit the earth very rapidly. <laughs> and <laughs> Dude, he it threw 11 games. That's not even counting last night. Through 11 games as a starter this year, he has 14 fumbles, seven losses. Yeah, he uh, he turns his yeah, that, he acts like it's Virginia Tech, Michael Vick, where you could turn your back to the defender, <laughs> which he they can't do that in the pros. And not Michael Vick. Yeah. Um, you know, I like the kid. You know, I would say, hey, continue your studies, young fella. Go go chase go 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 chase. You know. Mars or whatever, do something for the country. Um, you know, Cousins, maybe one or two years, you know, I would draft someone in this deep-ass draft this year, bring back Cousins for a year or two, uh, and, and then move on. That's what I would do, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I like Kirk Cousins, to be honest with you. I think he's been a pro, you know? Yeah. Yep. Like, he's obviously not going to uh, – be some sort of Hall of Fame quarterback, but I think he's right. carved out a pretty damn good career for himself. Yeah. I think he's done uh, he's pretty undervalued. well. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And people That's don't realize, second. Matt, he was, this, he was this year, he's the 15th highest paid quarterback. So this whole, he's making yeah, so all this like money. Are back. you sure? Yeah. yeah. And we got cap money, so it's, it's, it's real funky. I don't want to sign to a an Aaron Rodgers five-year deal or nothing, but, you know. <laughs> oh, don't ever talk about Aaron Rodgers to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> four, four, four plays. Oh, my God. Oh, God. That is rough. Dude, last, last, last night was the first time in 30 years that the Bears won a game without scoring a touchdown. 30 that, fucking years. I mean, Flores, the man Flores, who, by the way, Nobody offered him a head coaching deal. Only us and two other teams 
even considered him for a D coordinator. Flores, this dude's turned around our defense like a motherfucker. These last two games, one touchdown in two games. He yes. is a genius, dude. That dude is and so damn good. Protection. Oh, yeah. Yep. And Jefferson's coming back. We got a bye. We got a late-ass bye. Five games left. We still got Detroit twice. Um, one home, one away, obviously. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'll, we'll get to the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. I think we're going to go with uh, – oh, God, I just forgot his name. Oh, Mullins. Nick Mullins, who's our backup quarterback, but he was hurt. That's actually our backup okay. quarterback for the last couple of years. He's just, you know, that's going to be more the stopgap that you were describing, sir. Okay. I like go to the moon, young like, fellow. Go to the moon. Yeah. That's what I tell. Stop. <laughs> you got too big of a brain to be getting it racked around, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do your thing, Absolutely. buddy. Absolutely. Hey, it's been fun, though. It has right. been fun with them. Those first couple weeks were fun as hell, no doubt about it. No doubt about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Better than my <laughs> Jets, I'll tell you that. Yeah, man, but I can relate to your Jets, man. I, I can relate to just the, the shit that happens. You're just like, really, dude? It's really? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, at least he's not coming back. Roger. Nah, he already pulled away from that, dude. He already pulled away from that. Plus, if I oh. was the head honcho, I wouldn't let him see the field. We know he owe him 61 nah. mil in two years. So I'm not trying to get that knee oh, fucked man. up again. I'm not trying to yeah. let it start fresh next year. Well, hope, hopefully it works out. Year. I mean, I'm, I, no, I, I do. Time to lose. I cheer for the Jets. I'm going to be the best for me. Hey, man, I'm, I'm right with you with Minnesota, dude. I can feel your pain with Minnesota. <laughs> Trust me, dude. I'm so At least fucking glad. Good this year. Hey, I know, right? I'm so glad that I saw Kirby Puckett as a child win one oh, yeah. for the twin, two of them for the Twins. I am so yeah. glad that I saw a championship. I know it's baseball, yeah. but st- and I know you know oh, the Yankees. We get it, but like by the way, Yankees fucking. Oh, I hate the Yankees in the playoffs, dude. Even A Rod got off on us, dude. Pause. Remember when A-Rod was struggling? <laughs> he couldn't do shit. He was like Barry Bonds in the playoffs. Oh, the Twins are in town? Oh, watch this shit. Bam, bam. I mean, golly, oh, yeah. dude. So there you go. We helped That's you out. We got A-Rod, you know, going. We got him off his slump. So that's that's our contribution yep. from uh, Minnesota to you, buddy. Hey, I got a I got an idea. Man. Start this on Twitter. What's I've up? already started uh, on my boxing prediction articles. So we're talking just the big fights, right? But, like, okay, so Benavidez, Andre, and then the title of the fight, right? And this one, yep. and I want to go hip-hop song titles this week or last week just to get a rep, right? Because they, they're trying to get a rep to go after Canelo. We got to start a trend of naming hip-hop songs with matching the fight. <laughs> See where I'm at? See where like I'm at? That. Bring the noise. Money and the power. All that shit. We got to bring that out, dude. We got to brand that. That's right? actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> Just to get a rep. 
just to get a rep is a pretty good title. So yeah, I wanted. I've been meaning to text you that or, or message you that um, because I know you'd you'd be like, oh, I got this. I know exactly what you're talking about. So oh, when there's big fights, let's brand that shit. You know what I mean? Yep. Any anything else, sir? Anything else? Uh, that's pretty much it, man. Pretty much it. I appreciate you for letting me join you. You know, and uh, you're, you're a great host. I've always listened to your show. Always, you know, subscribe to the podcast. Most times I listen on the website, but I was like, you know what? I want to talk to Chris today. Let me let me call it. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm glad you called in. Real quick, Charlo against Plant uh-huh. or Charlo against Adamas? That's my two fights. No, no, that, no, no. That, 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 okay, okay. What? what? We, we we need Charlo versus Plant. Listen, you. Yeah. yeah. Listen, we're, we're, we, we've all been kids before, okay? Three <laughs> o'clock, you got to see me. You can't let that man slap you. And, That's true, and he dude. Don't see you. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> like, so true. Not the way. That is <laughs> so true. And listen. let's be honest, especially if it's a white boy. Let's be honest, okay? Let's listen, be, you can't e- let e- that even, happen. Even, even without that, you go back to this great country, uh, Alexander yeah. Hamilton and Aaron Burr, when they had beef, they said, "Yo, right. now, we got to settle this. You got to see me at the crack of dawn." Yo, <laughs> we, we got, got ten steps. Somehow. We got ten steps and turn around. Ten steps exactly. and turn around and see what happens. You got to lace them up. You got to lace them up. <laughs> and you only got one shot because we can only shoot this motherfucker once. So you better make it count. <laughs> Just up there pissed off, reloading the shit. It's like, oh, god damn, my fucking... Exactly. Putting little pellets in there and shit. <laughs> damn, you went old school on me, dude. I like that. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. You keep doing your thing, man. Thank you. You too. All right. Take it easy. All right. MVO. Brunch Boxing, check it out. Him and Ezra, Ezra Boxing too, check him out. Great follow, both of them on Twitter too. Um, oh shit. Okay, sorry. Um, so, kind of still breaking down some of this. Excuse me, some of this card. Didn't really get to to the Matias Ergashev fight. Didn't really uh, get all my takes on it. Um, round one and two, Ergashev was going off. I mean, the pivot, the combos, hard combos, you know, shots to the body, quick little, you know what I mean? He, he was doing his thing. He was doing his thing. And then I'd say the last, maybe that second round, the last, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds, you could see Matthias, Matthias was really starting to warm up. He was starting to warm up. And then third round, increased the pressure tenfold. Hooks, right hands, a few of them, jabs. Like, it was it was starting to, you know what I mean? It, it, I liked what he did with the free hand, by the way. That's uppercuts, and, and you saw Ergashev start to hold. Started to hold. And, you know, in the fourth round, actually, you know, Ergashev had it early success, but then, I mean, he trapped him on the ropes and just started unloading on his ass. 
unloading on his ass, paws, and just stalking him, doing damage to the body and head, short shots. It, I mean, it was a wrap, dude. Corner stoppage, leg injury. Uh, Matthias was about to do this little walk down the way, kind of looking like Ric Flair a little bit. Ergashev wasn't having that, dude. He stopped. He said, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, no, don't, don't celebrate. Don't. Well, dude, your leg looks pretty fine to me, so I can celebrate. Why didn't you, why didn't you keep fighting, then? No, but uh, he said it, something with his leg or his legs were gone or the, some sort of leg injury or tight. I didn't see any leg injury. It is what it is. It's the fifth corner stoppage now, so he's not alone in that. I'm not trying to rip on Ergashev, but I didn't. I didn't hear what Matt said. I did not hear him talking about, um, you know, that he, he may retire. I, I didn't. I didn't hear that. That's. Uh, I'm not saying that's not true. I'm saying, wow, I didn't hear that. That's. That kind of lines up. Man. That kind of lines up. But I mean, dude, there's five rounds. The dude, <laughs> he landed 108 punches, dude, and he was jabbing his ass off. 37 to six, like. Matthias, dude, this dude, like I said, he got an L. If you look into it, there's a reason mentally why you wouldn't be 100% in that fight. I think it's a legit reason. I think it's a legit reason. So that was pretty impressive, man, once again. And like I said, got to get him on the East Coast. Got to tap into that. You know, they had to rebuild him. He's rebuilt now. He's ready to go whether it's main event or on a big co-feature in the East Coast. I know it's harder in New York to do shows now because of that crazy insurance. We've seen a big downgrade in, in, in East Coast fights, unfortunately. And that does suck for boxing, you know. But whether Even if it's the smaller venue, who cares? At the, you know, at the MSG Theater, that, that's a great venue for fans. Um, obviously, the MSG and the Barclays and all that. But, yeah, it has been, you know, it has been rough. It has been rough um, ever since that, you know, tragedy happened. The insurance is, like, way out of hand now. So, and I get it. I get it. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, it does suck because New York's such a big, you know, big audience there and, and obviously Puerto Rican. So, yeah, Orlando, New York, he's got to get in front of some Puerto Rican folks. Hey, I love it when he comes here, but come on, dude. You know what I mean? It's, it's time to get him in front of the East Coast more. Like I said, he rebuilt them after that loss. They placed him on a really big card, uh, the rematch for um, Wilder Fury. That was the night he went out, right? He lost. So didn't look good in that fight, looked pretty basic. But like I said, there is something in there. So, um, and yeah, I thought, I thought, you know, I didn't really like, how Hector Luis Garcia fought. This is the first time I've seen this out of him. Um, it was a little bit slower than I thought. As the fight wore on, it got more action-packed, or at least a skill fest, but two-way, and, and really, you know, it's one of those things where these guys aren't going to be high volume, per se, but you're going to know when they land a punch. They make them count. And you know, I, I I don't know. Like I said, it heated up down the stretch, no doubt. But, you know, I gave Lamont Roach a bunch of rounds. 
I mean, I really did. Early, late, mid. I'm not saying uh, Hector Luis Garcia didn't win rounds. And, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, when it played out, you know, um, that knockdown was bullshit. No doubt about it. It was the back of the head. Uh, Al Bernstein was like, ah, it's kind of got uh, – oh, wait a second. That was – it was the back of the head. What was that, a left cuff? Not a hook, but a cuffing shot with like a buck 20 left. Ultimately, it would have been a draw because it was 116-111 for Roach um, and then 114-113, uh, one for Garcia, right, and then one for Roach. So that would have been that. You take a point off, that's, that's, that's you know, that's a draw. That's a split decision draw. So now do I – I don't think that's how it went down. I thought Roach won the fight. Um and you know Garcia would you know had his hands up, and kind of seemed like he had it in the bag or something. And I'm not a big fan of that when the fight's done. When you're like, dude, you left so much in the ring, man. You're a better fighter than that. And it felt like he was just okay with just being in there and winning some rounds. Sometimes not winning rounds. I didn't think it was like a blowout or anything like that. But I definitely had him. I had Roach winning the fight. Um, obviously you could say, oh, I'm, I'm biased a little bit because, you know, I, I had the upset, the plus number, but I, I definitely had him win that fight. I, I hadn't seen Garcia look like that. I, I don't, I don't know what was up with it. Um, it seemed like he was waiting to counter too much. Um, we've seen him, like I said, he doesn't need to go way off and, you know, um, because he was countering at times and making every punch count, kind of, but he just wasn't doing enough. And he was too patient. I don't know. I, I just thought it was a really good performance by Lamont Roach, too. It wasn't his – well, maybe – well, yeah, it was his best because of the win, but, like, I seen him fight a little better. I thought both of them left something out there, um, but Roach won the fight. Now, Cameron and Taylor, dude, I mean – I had Taylor come out pretty early with the pivot and circling jabs and hooks. I had her um, winning that round. Now, there was, what was it, a right hand? Was it a right hand? Yeah, it was a right hand. Could that have been a knockdown? Was it off balance, or did the foot get tangled? I kind of thought the foot got tangled, but I haven't seen that close-up, close-up shot where – Maybe the foot got to – it wasn't a trip. I'll say like a full-on trip trip. I didn't see that. But I did see a possible – I'm not saying she stepped all the way on her feet, but I think there was a little foot tangle that played into it. Um, so could that have been a knockdown right there? Yeah. Now, would have it mattered? Um, no, it wouldn't have because it would have been 95-94. Um, and it would have been 97-92. So it wouldn't have mattered on the scorecards. I had Taylor winning 6-4. But, yeah, the first three rounds, just quick little combos, uh, beating to her to the punch. The third round was close. I could have went either way. Um, then I did think Cameron, you know, she started to, like, have a sharper jab. She, you know, trapped her on the ropes more, was getting, you know, and I thought Taylor was missing more, you know. So it's almost like Cameron found her range. And Chantel's jab is so crisp, 
she never really got it going consistently like the last fight. And Taylor wasn't afraid to get rough. Some of those short hooks were pretty short, and the elbow looked sharpened up, which I'm not saying she ultimately went out and elbowed her. But I'm saying, like, she had a game plan ready. And But, yeah, the fifth, uh, the third was tight. The fifth, sixth, and seventh I gave to Cameron. Um, she started adding the uppercut in there. And, and really, down the stretch of this fight, two-way action was just a blast. Midway exchanges, midway through the eighth, I thought she um, was just had the shorter, more effective lands, Taylor, for me anyway. Ninth round could have went either way. I think Cameron had the success early. Last part, you know, a flush right hand. Did that do enough for Taylor to steal that round? You be the judge. Back and forth they go down the stretch, the tenth round. But, yeah, the better shots, those hooks and the right hands. I gave Taylor about six to four. Um, but it was a, it was a good-ass fight. Very good fight. Fun fight to watch. Um, and, yeah, I did break that down. I think I think he'll knock him out, uh, Ryan Garcia. I did break down that fight um, when Matt was on, so I won't do that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe Burroughs and Davies, that just pops off, and that's a great fight. Sometimes, you know, maybe this dude, uh, you know, Duarte, Oscar Duarte, maybe, maybe this dude – has success in the first, say, three, four rounds, you know. I'm not saying he's just a, a no-hoper. I mean, clearly the the Vegas odds don't, you know. Um, I just think he's open when he punches. He's open to the body. And he better be throwing his right hand more than his hooks. Because I, I do think that's going to apply Saturday night. Don't hook with the hooker. That, that's just my opinion. Now, um, I mentioned, uh, what is it, thirty nine ninety eight? I think, actually, now that I remember, for that AJ slash Wilder card. So I'm glad that they cut that in half. That's pretty dope. Um, people have been talking about libraries and, uh, and you know, Showbox, Showtime slash PBC. Like when you search PBC, Premier Boxing Champions, and Amazon, the Showtime fights come up. Um, I have it on pretty good authority that they've been there unavailable, just chilling. Um, and because, you know, you can, on, on Amazon, you can rent Showtime and just have it. So I, I don't know. I don't, I still don't know 100%. I did see top rank. Was it Tubi or Tubu? What is that? Tubu? Tubi? God, I sound stupid, but did they sell, did ESPN it, well, the, wait a second. They'd be leasing it, right? They don't own it all the way. They just lease it. So the top rank sell it because their library and, – and I don't know if that's been on there, but it's free TV. Their library's on that. I did see that. Um, we kind of went over the Golden Boy stuff. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see, man. I just – I wish there wouldn't be – the thing about Golden Boy, dude, is there's so much drama with their fighters. And sure, I'm not saying that Ryan doesn't cause some drama, but overall, when you let Canelo go on some dumb shit like that and you double-cross them with the with the double signing, you told the zone one thing, it, well, not just told them, put it on paper, 
in a contract, and then you put it on paper and, and shook hands with Canelo as a fighter. That's fucked up. And obviously, you just you just lost them straight up. So that's not good. But I don't know, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I I've been stubborn in my life. You know what I mean? I can relate to stubborn. You know, I'm not trying to say that. And, and honestly, sometimes stubborn, it it thrives. It makes you thrive. And, and a lot of these fighters, a lot of these athletes, a lot of these politicians, a lot of these rich people, as long as they weren't born on third base, um, their stubbornness, dude, is what got them there. And Oscar, you know, I don't know, man. He makes a lot of mistakes. Uh, not necessarily, not not as a businessman, but as a promoter, he makes a lot of mistakes. As a businessman, you know, we know Schaefer had something to do with the, you know, the investments and all that. The dudes, I'm happy for. Him. I'm always happy when a boxer is good to go financially. I'm not saying that. He, he made a lot more money than I ever will, right? In the vast majority of us, but <clears throat> he just. The press is easy on him, and they don't. And he just, he just says some stupid shit. He just says some stupid shit, man. He, he, he prevents fights from happening. You know, you can count him with Mungia, who's fucking ready to go. Mungia's a fun ass fighter, and you know he's gaining a fan base. They do good gates with Mungia, but let the fucking guy fight, man. He's ready to go. So. I hope they can patch that up or something because uh, it gets a little ridiculous now. It gets a little ridiculous. Okay, so someone asked me. They didn't hear what Teofimo said. Here's what Teofimo said about turning, he says, 1.5 mil down, which I understand. 1.5, I think that's what he got for Lomachenko. But if it's going to be on pay-per-view, I get how you'd want more upfront money. I do think that's an offer that is not saying you actually want to want to fight him but it's not like you know what's his asking price because Tia Fimo could be all over but this is what he said okay so we know when you're the best when you are the guy when you bring major sponsors endorsements big major business deals you offer me a 1.5 stake in the pizza so he's going to take it global. This is Boxing uh, Plus, by the way, uh, or Boxing News. Um, you know, the guy, he'll come out of his mouth pause holy shit um but like <laughs> like you know 20 million this 20 million that and just all sorts of stupid shit dude just all sorts of dumb shit and i don't know man i i want to much like uh matt said dude i want tia Fimo to fucking be in big fights so bad dude because he does bring something to the game but he doesn't bring as much to the game as he thinks and that's just the fact he could talk about big sponsors. Cool, dude. How big is that sponsor, though, at the end of the day? Is it really? I mean, is that, like, can both fighters get paid off of that sponsor? I don't think so. 
No, I mean, don't get me wrong. They could probably sponsor the fight. I'm not, I'm not trying to. You got to know your worth, you know. By the way, Mr. Moonshot. Oh, no, this is Porter. Porter Way show. Uh, this is this is a tweet. Teofimo's talking about Crawford for Super Bowl weekend. But, yeah, supposedly in December, at the end, near the end of December, Teofimo's got an exhibition in Honduras where, obviously, you know, he's got the heritage thing going on. So, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, uh, the 29th, the 29th is when he's going to be in Honduras. By the way, uh, Klomatov and Ray Ford, purse bid, top rank, who Klomatov, I believe they just, are they going to sign Ford too coming up or not? But they won the purse bid, uh, possible venues, it's a 50-50 split. Uh, they outbid uh, uh, Matro. Top rank gave three possible dates, March 2nd, uh, Verona, New York. February 16th, U.S., February 17th. Ooh, it could be on the undercard of Fury and uh, Usyk. And then, you know, through the Ring Magazine, and we've been talking about this for a while. Shouts out to Gritty. He's been talking about this a while, too. Gritty, he's good shit. Uh, Lomachenko Cambosis in the works April 13th here in the States. Uh, April 13th. In Australia, at least the IBF belt. We'll see what the WBO you know, comes through with, but uh, at least the IBF. That's what we do know. That's what we do know. Um, yeah, someone someone sent me this, and I did see people talking about it, that, you know, Showtime going out of business, they couldn't even get people to do their stuff right because there was, like, the screen stuff was all fucked up. Uh Jamal Herring, Showtime's last day on the job showed they didn't care. Uh, what you going to do, fire me? Because they had these pictures didn't match the names whatsoever. However, Espinoza said, get your info right. This screenshot is from an international telecast, not Showtime telecast. Showtime had nothing to do with this graphic. Some of y'all are telling on yourself. If you're in the U.S. watching an international feed, it's obviously you're illegally streaming. So, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, uh, this is bread, man. If Benavides couldn't box or had no defense, then he would get lit up attacking, and his plus-minus ratio wouldn't be so good. If his feet were bad, then he wouldn't be able to cut off the ring. I said that earlier. Uh, he's not perfect, but critics for too much nonsense get more, you know, better, more accurate takes. Yeah, I think he's, you know, I definitely think he, uh, oh, here's Action Jackson. The only way David Benavides truly deserves, keyword there, deserves, I guess Yuldrum deserves it. Um, the only way he deserves a fight with Canelo is if he goes to light heavyweight and beat Bibble, then come back. Well, Nobody else did that. Uh, who's beat Bibble? How many people have beaten Bibble? Okay. 
Um, this is male sport. According to Eubank Jr., Connor Ben is reportedly now expected to be finalized this week, targeting February 3rd. Appeal the, 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 the you know the drug test, but it's not decided. Blah 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 blah. I mean the, the that shit. I don't I don't even want to hear about that stuff to be honest with you because it's like, is he fighting or not? Is he gonna fight? Is he not gonna fight? Um. Let's see. Uh, this is J. Rowe, Inouye versus Neri, Ramirez, Lopez, Klomatov, Navarrete. Foster, all U.S. fights. The monster is coming, anyway. Don't be surprised if top rank uh, next signed the new Trout Lamont Roach. Yeah, they are stockpiling, which is smart. You know, that that's what you got to do uh, in this day and age, you know, with the uh, with the deals with these companies, you know, the promoter deal, the, the whatever deal. You got to provide the content. And so, oh, my God, this one, this one. This one, this is from Facebook, okay? We're just going to – I saw it on Twitter, though, okay? Boxing Twitter. If if a fight between Dervante Davis and David Benavides – see, I'm all shook up from this. If a fight between Dervante Davis and David Benavides potentially occurs, I'm assured, I'm assured that Benavides will be the one to – oh, I'm assured – that Benavides will be the one to stop Tank. Gervonta will finally meet his match fighting David Benavides. Benavides is hungry, fierce, and dangerous. Tank is good, but he's not stopping David. Facts. Boy, <laughs> they. Boy, they. Okay, um, I'm going to shut it down. I think we're going to shut it. Oh, here we go. Adrian Delgado, another great follow. I said it before, David's reflexes are underrated facts. It allows him to pressure stock effectively. Yes, he breaks rules and squares up, but he makes it work. It keeps him in range to let off his combination. He's also a sniper from the outside with his speed and length. Yeah, he, he really knows distance. He really knows distance. This copy box thing, Someone just sent me this. Uh, Matias K.O. Ergashev. Ergashev held a 26-18 edge and landed punches in round one and round two before Matias hit the gas. Basically, the last three rounds, 90-18. to That's freaking crazy. John, um, what is unique about Matias is he's so good and coordinated in reducing opponent's space. Uh, they get exhausted trying to box and move and take a high volume of brick-like punches at the same time. And Matias has done it every fighter he's faced. Yeah, it's so true, man. It's so, so true. Um, does Canelo – oh, I saw this poll. Does Canelo Alvarez versus David Benavides need a four- to six-city tour to ex- exceed two million pay-per-views? I don't think it does that. I think it's got a shot at certain stuff, but at good-ass numbers, it's going to do a good-ass number, but same with the gate and all that stuff. You know, I'm not uh, ripping it or anything like that, but I just – I don't think it's doing $2 million. If it does a million, holy shit. 
I'm not saying that's not out of the realm, but that's tough. That's very, very tough. Oh, yeah, this was before the fight Coppinger. Demetrius Andre rehydrated to 190. Victor Conte tells ESPN, listen to this shit. The guru over there. We want we want him big tonight, Paul. We want him big tonight. This is our plan. Bully the bully and dance like Ali. Okay, man. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I think. Oh, God. Here we go. One more. One more for the gift. Okay, one more for the gift. Is this real life? Is this real life? I mean, is this. How in the fuck is this real life? Okay. So, y'all really going to celebrate this victory in. And Benavides cheated. You can clearly see, and they got this shit circled. And they they basically circling some little fucking thing on his trunks. <laughs> he said, you can clearly see that his trunks were loaded. Extra padding around the hips to minimize the impact of body punches. Well, I mean, body punches or the hips? Actually, usually you do that to the boxer. But anyway, that's why Andre body punches wasn't hurting him. Honestly, Andre is still undefeated in my eyes. <laughs> you just can't make this up. Oh, yeah, Kermel Moten. Man, this dude's drawing attention, man. Um, yeah, yeah, I forgot to mention him, too. I forgot to mention him, too. He knocked some dude out right away. That's why I didn't, didn't mention him. I saw... Someone posts uh, Andre like it's too late for him or something. He was like yawning before the fight. <laughs> oh, Sergio Mora. <laughs> I mean, I, this is he's, he, yeah. Charlo still looks dangerous. Now looks suspect. What, what? What? What do you mean? Like which one is it? Which 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 one is it? I don't I don't understand. Which one is it? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, help me out here. Help me out. Like, what do you mean? He looks good and shit, and then now, but he's suspect. What? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know, man. And then the dude said, the fact that Jose is even in this fight isn't good for Charlo. Agree, suspect. So, and that's fair. That's a fair assessment. But the other stuff is like, huh? come again? What happened? You know, I don't know. Anyway, I think we should stop there. Okay? Let's stop there. All right. Let's hope, like I said, the co-feature, something pops up. There are other fights out there. I'm not going to dig deep into them or nothing like that, but hopefully we get some fights that just pop up or maybe, you know, um, Oh boy, uh, Oscar Duarte could just make it a good fight for a while. There's a knockout. I don't know. But either way, we will be back next week, next Tuesday. Enjoy the weekend. Take it easy. Peace. Once you become the world champion, I believe that you feel you have the upper hand. So now, when, as you fight, let's say you fight for five years of straight survival, the bullshit, the whole bag. And when you come to the world champion, you're like, you know what, I made it. I'm going to show you it's this. 
every dollar worth.